On this episode of Metal Gear Resurrections, I'm joined with Metal Gear D model, Lenny Not Dead, as we discuss the Metal Gear remake and the Masters Collection. We had a good time chatting about it, and hope you enjoy the episode. And as always, our intro and outro with my fingers. Can All right. Us? Let's move that laptop back so my head's not so big. There we go. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? It's it's nice to finally meet you. You too, Lenny. Yeah. I like your background. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Johnny. was just saying that. I figured it was good for this talk. I think so. I had to uh, ponder all day long. I'm like, am I happy about the remake or am I not happy about the remake? I had to do some deep soul searching. Yeah, we were just saying that. Like, what are your thoughts on it? I think I've finally landed on the right answer. Uh, my son and I, we recently played on uh, Nintendo. They have like a Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening remake. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to play it on Game Boy when I was young. And we played it from beginning to end. And I'm like, gosh, that was so much fun to play with my son. And I said, you, you would love to play uh, the other Zelda game from that era. We should play A Link to the Past on Super Nintendo. And I, I popped it in, and we, we played it, and I'm like, gosh, the, the controls aren't as fluid as I remember. Like, the 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 gameplay on, on the remake really kind of spoiled me. Because, like, on Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, like you almost have to be, like, perfectly aligned with a bush to, to swipe it with your sword, and... I don't know. It's it like the, the, the controls of the remake were so much more fluid. They, they were what I remembered the controls being like rather than what they actually were like back in the day. Yeah. It's like and the rose like, well, colored glasses. You know? Uh, may, maybe the remake will do that. Maybe we'll play it and we'll go, yeah, that's exactly how I remember, uh, you know, Metal Gear Solid 3. And then we'll pop in the original one and go, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Those controls are maybe a little outdated now. Uh, so yeah, I, th I think I'm in favor of it. Maybe that's a stupid answer, because <laughs> in truth, what I was thinking prior to that was, well, you know, the original game, that's the one that was the breakthrough. That's the one that was directed by Kojima. This remake is just like, eh, it's kind of like exploiting the IP a little bit. So I, I was juggling with these uh, thoughts all day that uh, if you're going to remake a game, I, I felt like maybe you should make some significant changes to it. Not in terms of story or in terms of the archival voice recordings that they have, but I just felt like level design. Like when we were originally sold on this game 20 years ago, we were told, you, you know, you're going to have to survive in the jungle. There might be like lions that attack you. Or you might be like right. laying down in, in in the in the tall grass, getting ready to snipe an enemy soldier, and then suddenly a cobra pops up in front of you, and you get bit, and then you have venom in in your system, and, and you have to find the antidote before you die. And they really sold it as like this survival experience. But now that we've you know played it dozens of times over the last two decades, it's like oh yeah, it's it's like a couple of set paths through a jungle environment, you know. You, you walk north and hit a, you know, like a crappy brick building. You walk north a little further and hit a swamp. And you walk north a little further and you hit the warehouse. And it's like, <laughs> not, not really a jungle survival experience, is it? Maybe the first time you play it. I mean, and, and that's just gone the thing. Like, it, that was the other argument I was thinking today was that the first time you play it, you have no idea what's ahead of you. Right. So, like, you're, like, crawling inside of, like, hollowed-out logs, and you're hiding in grass, and you're like, I have no idea what's around the corner. And the only way to recreate that experience today for, for new gamers 
is to redesign the levels a little bit. I yeah, didn't mean I get, to interrupt. No, no, no I, get, I get what you're saying, because we were just kind of talking about how, like, well, my two other favorite games, probably Resident Evil 2 and Final Fantasy 7, their remakes, you know, came out a little while ago, and Resident Evil 2 I liked, and they did, um, you know, use the same idea, like Raccoon Police Department, and they, they changed some things around. It still felt like the police department, but it wasn't a, you know, one-for-one one remake of the old one. Um, I think that would be helpful a little bit. Where... Because there's certain things you expect, and like I, I bought Resident Evil 2, I just haven't had a chance to play it yet. Playing Resident Evil 2, I would expect to walk through, you know, a gun store. I would expect to walk through a bus. I would expect to see right, a DeLorean right. parked on the side of the road. <laughs> I, I, I would expect to walk into the lobby and have like this big lobby that makes zero sense for a police station. That's just like a mansion lobby. And I, I'd expect to, to make my way left into an L-shaped hallway where I get attacked by uh, a liquor. But it's like, yeah, you know what? If you switch those rooms around a little bit, it's like an entirely new experience, and you're not really being that unfaithful to it. And well, at the same time, you're creating that kind of like new experience of I don't know what's around the corner. Right, right. And that is kind of what they did. Like the the layout is still there, but you know, they put like a few bookshelves or something else in the way to kind of make the routing slightly different. Um at least from the way I played the original. So there was, like you're saying, like that, that new experience within basically the same, you know, few rooms. Uh, so, so I can see, yeah, how like, you know, MGS3 would, would benefit from that. Um, but kind of like what I was saying to Johnny, I hope it doesn't get too far away, uh, kind of like what Final Fantasy VII did, where it's... It's just too far, I think, from what the actual uh, original story and maybe meaning was. So it becomes kind of lost. It's a delicate balance. That one. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, what is a remake? Like, uh, I, I, Johnny and I always talk about how, like, I'm, I'm more of a movie guy than I am a video game guy, even though I'm, like, religiously play all the Metal Gear Solid games. And I, I kind of played Final Fantasy and Resident Evil back in the, you know, the golden era. Yeah, yeah. Um... Most of the movies that everybody cites as like the best remakes of all time, they completely reimagine the source material. You know, John Carpenter's The Thing, the the, the Philip Kaufman Invasion of the Body Snatchers, uh, you know, the D David Cronenberg's The Fly, um, the 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 remake they did of The Blob. You know, they're all radically different from the source material. And it's like, they're like, okay, it's been 30 years and, and filmmaking technology has gotten better. So let's, um, you know, let's utilize that. So like seeing like level design that was adequate for a PlayStation 2, but now it's would be playing it on a PlayStation 5. It's like, ah, I kind of expect more out of games now. Uh, you know, my son and I, we, we've kind of moved on to playing... Um, we're not playing the new Zelda yet, but we're playing Breath of the Wild, and it's almost like that's more of a survival simulator than Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah, for sure. Where you're, like, climbing mountains because they're in your <laughs> yeah. way. It's like, oh, well, fuck, I gotta climb this mountain. That's probably gonna take about 15 minutes. Uh, and then I'll sail off of it in my glider. Um, I, I, I don't know, like... There's no right answer. I mean, we're all coming into Metal Gear Solid 3, the remake, with our own expectations, and we're kind of disappointed that certain expectations that we have 
aren't met, but we, we kind of have to set all mm -hmm. that aside and go, well, you know what? There, let's let's give this a fair shot. It's, it's probably going to be a, a terrific experience, but based on the handful of screenshots that they've released, it looks one-to-one. Mm -hmm. -one. Right. I mean... It does you're... not look like there's any difference in the level design. It's just like they, they put like a, a, a 4K fresh coat of paint on it, and it's the same old game. Looks like a remaster. Yeah. So far. And that's fine and all, but the thing is, and I like the strategy that they're doing, where they're like, okay, we're going to remaster all the Kojima games, and you can buy the, you know, Volume 1 collection, and it'll have Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3. Uh, exactly as you remember them, but maybe the load screens are a little faster, maybe the codecs pop up a little quicker, maybe it's 60 frames per second at every single moment throughout the entire game. Uh, you know, maybe it's, you know, H those HD graphics the entire way through and it doesn't have that sheet where it goes to standard definition if it's a little too far back. Um, so we're getting that. So it's kind of kind of weird releasing a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake the very next year. That's going to be kind of pretty much the exact same experience. Because a lot of us will be thinking, well, we, we just went through the game again just, mm -hmm. you know, eight months ago on the Volume 1 collection. <laughs> What what are you what newness is being offered in this experience other than the graphics are updated and they'll probably you know jack with the menus? Right, they'll fix the backpack stuff and and cure stuff and and when I say fix, I mean in in their change eyes, <laughs> yeah, change mm. it because I I I actually like it. So I like so. it too. Uh, you know, Apache pointed that out over on the Kojima frequency that look like the game designers designed it that way and it was had nothing to do with the limitations of the, of the hardware that's that's how they designed it to work and that's how they, they wanted it to work so it's kind of hard to argue like what would the original designers want to do with uh with a remake 20 years later when if konami really wanted to do to do it they could probably invite kojima on board as like a producer or something and get you know have a few skype meetings with him to, to see what input he would give them I mean, everyone is driven crazy by Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes in the GameCube. They're like, oh, God, mm. the cutscenes are so overblown and over the top, and I hate the new voice recordings. But it was Kojima's input. Hey, don't don't be super faithful. Like, go nuts. Like, do, do right, it differently. Right. And as far as the voice recordings go, they couldn't use the original ones because they just recorded them in the living room on a busy street. So when you clean up those audio recordings, you hear cars driving by and honking at each other. <laughs> so they had to re-record it. It's nice that they used the same actors, but uh, I I'm very happy that Metal Gear Solid 3 was recorded in a proper sound studio and, and that they're going to leave the voices unchanged. Yeah, I was yeah, sound oh, oh, sorry, Letty. Go ahead. No, you go. Why do you go? <laughs> oh, okay, I'll go. I'll go because I, I really talk when Clint's on. So that usually happens, right, Clint? I, all the time. I feel terrible. I feel like I'm just talking no, over No, no, don't worry. I, you know, I'm, I'm poking fun of myself. But, you know, what I was going to say is that, you know, it's, I'm, you know, the whole thing, like, you're you're going to reuse, like, well, it's in Lenny, they're using, like, the old recordings, which is like, okay, that's cool. Um, I just want to make sure, like, you know, Konami's not going to fuck up and actually release the real name of Suzette Mignette. Mignette. Do you think she'd get in trouble 20 years later? I mean, what's the statute of limitations? Well, on that? I have no idea. Like, I don't know. There has to be a reason why you're 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 hiding your identity for doing this game. So there must I be heard a it was reason. Something to do with she, she was like a SAG actor, and you can't be in a non-union production or something like that. Yeah, that whereas may... David Hayter, I yeah. don't know if he still has his SAG card. He's clearly acted in the past, but 
probably more towards writing. I, I think he's more of a writer director now. He yeah. may have, you know, his SAG card may have expired and it's perfectly okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I've heard similar stories in like Evil Dead, where like a couple of the actors on the Evil mm. Dead were actually SAG actors that had to use, you know, pseudonyms to hide under. Yeah. So I, I can only imagine, like, you know, I'm, I joke about, like, oh, someone's going to release it because, you know, obviously someone had to pay this person. Like, you know, there was a check that was wrote out to whom, whoever. And, um, you know, the only thing is, like, all right, you're probably doing that because, like, it was very, like, close, tight knit information. Of who that person really was i think it was only less than a handful of people who knew so it's like all right um that's probably not really the primary reason but the other reason probably like you know they just want to like make this thing and not make it too expensive be kind of funny if konami's like who the fuck is this actress we have no idea who she is there's no record of her. <laughs> like we need to launch an investigation we can't use her voice recording so we can't reach out to her it sounds good I just wanted, like, you know what the Kojima Frequency said, I just wanted the control schemes for all these games that are coming out, including the Masters, because those controls are, like, they're not what they are anymore. Like, you guys have, like, PS4 and PS5s, so, like, that, that they don't have, like, that sensitivity anymore. So I'm pretty sure you have to do, like, what they did with the Phantom Pain and Ground Zero. It's like I whole... would prefer that. I, I Yeah. Each time a Metal Gear <laughs> game gets released, I'm like, oh, the controls are a little different. It's going to take mm -hmm. a little while to get used to. And then I play the next game, and the next mm -hmm. game, and the next game, and then I have a real hard time jumping back to the original Metal Gear 1, yeah. 2, or 3, because I've been spoiled by all the different things you can do in the, in the latest game. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, gosh, I would really like to see those controls to 5 applied to 3. I mean, if anybody wants to see anyone struggle, remember when I played that integral port? Oh, you did wonderful, live. man. That I, was the, so the much fun. The controls were so I weird. was so glad you, you took as long as you did. It gave us lots of time to talk, <laughs> although I guess I jumped in the conversation a little late anyway. But it was, it was a good nah, time. It was good. That was a fun times. Late yeah, I, this background behind me, I still have it set up from that from that <laughs> Zoom. I did not do that. That just was still there in, in my computer. I was going to ask him, like, oh, you, you, you did you do that intentionally? Because we all have, like, virtual backgrounds. Every time I talk to you, it's just the, the settings are mm. from, saved from last time. For those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, I have Metal Gear D over my shoulder right now. Actually, oh, all true. of us have something interesting behind yeah. our shoulders. Johnny oh, has Johnny Sasaki, the diarrhea kid behind him. Yeah, and I have like <laughs> uh, Alessio of Metal Gear Mondays pointing at the butt. I can't match where it is. There. Uh, and Lenny's inside the jungles of Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake. There's He's the probably in the most interesting setting of all. I'm trying to get that backpack back. Get it before Naked does. Boy, it's way up there. When the showcase happened, I didn't expect it. I, didn't expect I wasn't even watching it. it live, and yet somehow oh, through yeah. osmosis, like mm -hmm. it, it was just everywhere. You you couldn't like. My brother was like texting me like the YouTube video mm -hmm. of of the trailer. I'm like, oh shit! I guess something's happening. <laughs> yeah, no, I had it in my background, and then I heard like I could hear like jungle noises, and I was like, what the hell is that? And I look up, and I was, and I just dropped my remote and my like work laptop and i was like are you fucking kidding me like you do this now konami like come everybody's on. like oh when they showed ants i know i, I didn't fucking know until i they didn't showed know space. ants there was no was there ants in the original ones in the original three no no, no. but no they're, they're saying that so. when they saw ants crawling across the ground they're like oh yeah this is the this is the three announcement trailer and i'm like yeah right and it, on kojima frequency mm. they cited specific reasons they're like well they did mm. this gag already for other games where like it would start off with like a mosquito landing on a tree and then uh, you know See, or, I, I or a fly buzzing a... around the room and then it lands on like mr x's face and you know 
I was a uh, I was watching their stream actually, um, and uh, like Apache was making a joke that Nitro called it on the ant, but it was actually like I think right before that it was just straight up like a picture of Moss, and he's like, oh shit, here it is. Like it it was just as mm. soon as it was a jungle at all, good he was like, oh god damn it, and it was right the whole time. And like they showed the frog, and then that's when I was like, "Oh crap! Oh, here it is! Here it is!" And then the parrot, the fence—you're like, "Oh fuck!" I'd completely forgotten about the parrots. I'm watching this green bird <laughs> flying through the air. I'm like, "Are there green birds? Is that a real thing? I can't even remember." <laughs> oh, a parrot! Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's a parrot. And it, it didn't even click with me. I, and Shagohood's mm -hmm. flying in the background. I completely miss it because I'm looking at the green bird. Mm -hmm. It flies through an electric fence. I'm like, "Okay, electric fences. That that seems Metal Gear-ish." <laughs> And then it like lands on a swamp and I can't tell what's attacking it. I'm like, is that a giant snake or is that an alligator? I can't tell. I had to watch it a couple of times. I'm like, no, that's a giant snake. And then an alligator attacks it. And then it just keeps flying right through the trees of like this boggy, marshy swamp. And sure enough, there's our, our beloved naked snake underneath a, a mm -hmm. very delta-shaped tree root. I don't get that at all. You uh, know, I, here's my, here's yeah, my what theory. Is it? Here's my theory, guys. They they named they, they named it Delta, so they don't have to see three. So new fans won't go back and be like, "Well, what's one and two like? Who's this man named Kojima?" You know, that's not a bad that's not a bad idea. Yeah, of like, it'd good. be confusing as hell. But like, mm -hmm. Resident Evil already did that. It's like the Resident Evil One remake is old. So that's like twenty years old now. Yeah. And Resident Evil Two remake just you know it came out within the past what two years. And people rolled with it. Okay, we're getting the Resident Evil 2 remake. We're getting the Resident Evil 3 remake. The Final Fantasy 7 remake. I don't think... Gamers aren't really... That doesn't really phase them. Yeah. I don't think they would have been too terribly confused if they just said Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah, I think... Me. I agree with Shane. They, 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 were trying to, they were trying to be a little Kojima-esque. Uh, yeah. Maybe a little too clever. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped the whole Delta thing the next time a trailer rolls around. I mean... It's, it's been brought up to me. They're yeah. like, oh, like, uh, they could say it's Metal Gear Solid D's nuts or something, or Metal Gear Solid D. And <laughs> I'm like, guys, I, the moment I heard that, them announce that tra that title, I knew it was a massive mm -hmm. mistake because people just love saying that joke to me as if they were the first ones to think of it. If you end anything with D, they're ultimately going to whip out the D's nuts jokes. <laughs> Except Hind yeah. D. You never hear it about the Hind D. You just hear about Metal mm -hmm. Gear D and Metal Gear Solid D. I guess it's all the phallic imagery underneath Metal Gear's legs. I was going to say, this... how naked will this new naked snake get, do you think? That's a good question. Is it still half, or is he going to go down to his like skivvies? He's going to go fully nude in this one. That's how we'll set it apart from the other one. The mud will be like his, conceal right. his concealment. It could be like, like Casino Royale, like he'll just be naked, like tied to a chair in the torture oh, room. Yeah. And like Volgan would be like, it takes very little to make a man <laughs> wince in absolute pain as he's like whipping underneath the chair. I can only imagine like when that fight, that Volgan fight when he grabs your crotch and squeezes your balls till you throw up. Is that still going to be there? And imagine that crunching sound that and now in with the new technology, new sound that's going to be like sounding... Especially if you wear like headsets, you're gonna hear that. I didn't think our conversation would turn to the dirty aspects of the game so quickly. <laughs> well, I, I think it'd be cool if they if they added VR to it. Well, I yeah. I don't think they'll do it because that'd probably be too expensive. I, I I don't think they'll do it. I mean, yeah. 
you have to also think about the period too. Like Metal Gear Solid Three did a really good job of going, okay, this is the 1960s, and this is all 1960s like retro future technology. Mm -hmm. As much as I love Metal Gear Solid Five, I think Metal Gear Solid Five did a bad job of it. <laughs> where you're holding an iDroid in your you hand mean, that has like hol holographic projections. That has the map and it's full, has weather. And it's like, it, it's a cool game <laughs> play mechanic, but I don't see that existing in 1975 or 1984. I know. What, what kind of machine would go like, out of nowhere, be like, enemy approaching? You're like, what? what we didn't have that about? in 84, I, I assure you. <laughs> I mean, the, <clears throat> the Metal Gear in that game didn't even work, right? No. no. The third boy had to. Everyone magic to get that thing TX55 walking. because the Metal Gear that came before it was so big and TX55 is so small, but it's like, it didn't work! Mm -mm. It was just a big, dumb thing that didn't work. <laughs> it wasn't even part of their plan that a psychic kid would be floating around stealing it, and that's exactly what happened. Man, it's all these kids running around, like, hijacking Metal Gears. What's up with People that? People keep telling me that it like melts its own armor to form nuclear missiles and launch them. I'm like, I, I don't even understand what? how that works. You have to show that in action because that makes no sense to me. What's the launching platform? Does it, it has like a railgun on its shoulder, right? It has a sword, a shield, but I also think it might have like a railgun over its shoulder with like a Doppler radar on the other side. Oh, I was going to say like, you know, I am like oh, half... God, now I don't know. I'm like, yeah, half, no it, one remembers. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you see this cup. I'm like half into like a rum punch. So I'm like, I'm realizing like, are you guys talking about, um, Sal, Salanthropus? That's right. Yeah. yeah it does have the rail because remember it does that thing where it jumps and kind of does like a little Rex thing and like starts like charging up the rail gun to shoot you. I, I never saw cause I was always hiding behind a rock. Well, yeah, then that's it does. Why. Send in more helicopters. <laughs> that's what I did. Like, take one for the team, Where's Quiet at and D-Dog? I need their help. D-Dog, go take these grenades and run over there. It's like, if you see that anti-aircraft vehicle, jump in it real quick and shoot missiles at the at the boss for, like, a quick... Just for a quick cheese. Well, we should probably have some kind of a structured discussion, right? Oh, right. We were talking about the remakes and the... People what, are probably listening remaster. to us going, Oh, God, this is a mess already. How do we feel about the remake? Well, yeah, I, 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 I sort of said how I felt in a very wishy-washy way. How do you yeah. guys feel about the remake? Lenny, you want to take it? Yeah, sure. Um, like I, I was thinking, I think I was saying this to Johnny earlier. Um, I am both excited but cautious um, because of those two other remakes, uh, Resident Evil 2 and then Final Fantasy 7. It could be really good, like Resident Evil 2, or it could take some liberties that I don't necessarily agree with, like uh, Final Fantasy VII. So I'm kind of in this boat of, I'm happy that there's things coming, um, but I'm cautious that they're gonna, I, I guess, do something that maybe I wouldn't like, but that doesn't mean it's gonna be bad. So I, I, I'm i excited that there's something coming, I guess, is the bottom line. Well, what was the biggest problem with Seven? Because I, I played the original Final Fantasy Seven. huge fan of it, loved the mechanics back in the day. You know, it was someone that felt like, ah, you know what, it probably could benefit from a remake because, you know, I, I can't see how kids will get into it these days with the blocky graphics and the in the 2D matte painting backgrounds. But I, Kojima Frequency, it's almost like they mentioned that they, like, changed the ending. Yeah, so they, the whole idea of remake, like Final Fantasy VII Remake, they're remaking their fate. So they're remaking the story. So in the actual game, there's these you know, floating 
uh, monk guys that it was all the like the prisoners and stuff from the beginning or uh, the first one uh, with Sephiroth and the the mansion. Those guys now float around and basically control, try to direct everybody back to the original story, but then the characters realize that and now are breaking the fate and kind of remaking terrible. their own. Yeah, exactly. Remaking their own story. Like I was, I said fate, but I think it's like, I think that might be like the actual boss or like destiny or something at the end. Like it's, it's very much like a, it's not the same game. So I, I'll. Oh, that's disappointing. Cause like Final Fantasy yeah. VII was like a masterpiece. It was just like, give me, give me the novelization of it. Like preserve that in stone. Like I just want that like 4K graphics now. Just like don't touch it. They there was nothing it. broken with it to begin with. But like the idea that like you would acknowledge the original version of the game and go, we're not going to let that be our fate. I don't yeah, know. They definitely took it in a different direction. That's for sure. So, I mean, that like the idea of a new company taking over and like you're saying, give it to somebody new and make them do something completely different and it could be good. Like, you know, it can be there. There are other cover like you're you're talking about movies. I, I know a little bit about little bit about music um there's some really good covers like the you know all along the watchtower hendrix cover of oh, bob dylan song so, so that, good that is a complete redo of you know like an old um it's just a six string and a harmonica so like his hendrix interpretation of that is probably what you think about when you think about that song so i think about Battlestar there, galactica but i well, <laughs> <laughs> They, they use it quite prominently toward the end of that show in a very profound way, but go ahead. Well, yeah, the, the point is just there can be good remakes that go above and beyond and, and basically change the way you think about it. Like um, Johnny Cash's version of Hurt for Nine, uh, Nine Inch Nails um, song, the cover of that. that That's another one that just kind of took it in a different direction and ended up being really good to the point where Trent Reznor agrees and, and kind of likes that one. Um, so there, there are, let's say, covers or remakes that can be good, but there's... I think of the joke... You know, is it Joe Cocker? He did the... Um, the Beatles song? The Beatles song for the one Yeah, years. yeah, yeah. Wonderful rendition of it. Completely awesome. I think we can make some logical assumptions. Like, with, with Final Fantasy VII, that was a uh, RPG. And throughout mm -hmm. the entire game, you were reading dialogue boxes. And there were no, there was no voiceover. But with Metal Gear Solid 3, they have voiceover recordings, so they have to follow the story, right? Maybe. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> like, the whole thing has to culminate up to yeah. him listening to that reel-to-reel -reel tape recorder, and Eva has the picture that she kissed, and, like, those are the voice recordings. You're stuck with that story, unless you're like, hey, we're going to throw out the third act and bring in all the voice actors and re-record a brand new third act, but I don't see them doing oh, that. Hey, hey, guys. Here's a scary thing, because Konami has done this in the past. You know, they try to do an NFT for Castlevania. Uh -huh. what, if, what if they do AI for Delta? For when it comes to when it comes to dialogue. To alter the story. Not change it. Alter it. Oh, you're talking about like those AI voices that could do like yeah. a spot-on impression of David Hayter if you feed it enough lines. Mm-hmm. Because Konami is a little twisted. They're just just they're just a pinch that evil to do something like that. That's my fear. I don't think they'll do it. 
no. it's worth discussing because at some point yeah. some valuable franchise ip is going to do that some have already yeah. done that when it comes to konami like yes i'm very happy we got delta you know i'm going to call it three no matter what anyone says like hey this is Metal Solid three remaster whatever you want to call it remake i don't know because it's still if it's, if it's still going to be the same one for one but you're just going to alter paths maybe or alter god knows what little changes just to like please the old fans and then entice the new fans i'll be okay with that but i don't want them to do something evil like kind of konami evil because the whole yeah. i feel like the whole delta thing is to like all right we don't want people to remember the past basically the person of the past of the, of the series we want to, my we want feelings are leave the slate. story alone let the character yeah. dialogue be identical and just wow me with your new gameplay setting yeah. and mechanics especially cqc right right there are certain fundamental things you have to have you have to have a jungle that heads north because that the, mm -hmm. the dialogue says you're in the jungle head north and you're going to run into the the brick structure yeah. So you have to have a brick structure, and then you got to have some swamps, and then you got to have the warehouse. But like, you could really open those areas up. You you yeah. could really play around with the level design and, and and make it like five times as big, just so you really get that sense that I'm surviving in a jungle and this is dangerous. I was I imagine like introduce you know wildlife that they couldn't do in the past because of you know technical capabilities and then altering. Oh sure, like a Siberian yeah. tiger just like attacks you or something. <laughs> And just and, and altering the guards' patterns, like it was a whole new system. Like they can behave entirely differently. That would be a good thing too. Like to, mm -hmm. to, to really mess with the guards' AI. Yeah. To like chase yeah. you over vast distances and stuff, and just change up the routes. Like they just don't yeah. do the same route every time. They do it maybe a couple times. Realize they've done that. Done do something else, and then. Yeah, I would prefer that, man. Ah, oh, just ah, oh, man. The moment I saw the screenshot with the rope bridge and it mm -hmm. had sort of the cave system off to the left, I'm like, oh god, that's the exact same level design. Yep. I mean, uh, they should have switched yeah. it up. There should have been like two rope bridges or something, you know? They should let Naked it, Snake take the bee's nest by hand and just chuck it like a football at the guards. Maybe. I mean, uh, yeah, maybe. You guys are taking liberties now. It's all <laughs> over here. I don't... Uh... I mean, it's probably not going to be like anything like that, but maybe, you know, uh, emphasize this go around like, hey, if you destroy like their supplies, you're going to hurt them, hinder them. See, that's the type of thing I'd like to see elaborated on, because like I never mm -hmm. really played with that game play mechanic because the levels were too small. I'm like, I'm really yeah. going to blow up this shed and go into alert mode when like the exit is right over there. Exactly. Yeah. I'm moving on to the next area of the game. I I'm not going to waste my time doing that. But like, if you really open those areas up and got rid of the, the load zones, mm -hmm. so that the world is just one giant map, and maybe expanded upon the idea of like wiping out their supplies, like that's one of the things I loved about Metal Gear Solid Five, the way enemy trucks were just constantly driving mm -hmm. from like one village to another base to another village, and like there were guys walking down the road that had radio packs in their back. You really got the sense that if you like shot a person who had a radio pack, or if you shot, blew up one of their trucks. You really got the sense that you were like disrupting their their. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not even sure that was a gameplay mechanic in five, but like just in my imagination, in my mind's eye, I was like, yeah, I'm really fucking up their supply routes. I mean, you can just you know you would extract their guys or whatever and and steal their truck. So you gotta 
think that you're doing some sort of dent in their uh i love that you know their equipment <clears throat> and all that that's the fun part of games is like what's going on in your imagination is sometimes not exactly the gameplay mechanic but it's 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 more fun like i don't know i i would like to see the next step in the metal gear series because like as they went on making games, I was really kind of surprised the route they went, where, like, they did it with Portable Ops and then Peace Walker and then Metal Gear Solid Five. Like, they made base-building mechanics, like, part of the foundation of the ser the latter half of the series. Where, like, as you play these big boss adventures, you're, like, learning how to, like, rot, you know, raise a nation, hmm. which fits his character arc, yeah. It wouldn't make sense, maybe, if you were, like, to play, like, a solid snake entry, if they were able to figure out how to do that. I'm not sure I'd want to see that anyway. I think it kind of ended in the before, but um, I don't know. I just want to see the gameplay mechanics of Metal Gear just take a quantum leap forward because the Metal Gear Solid series has never been on the PlayStation 5 yet. So the, the leap that Metal Gear Solid 4 took over 2 and 3, or the leap that 5 took over 4, I want to see that leap again. I want to see like gameplay mechanics that are like, whoa, these are awesome. I wish Metal Gear Solid 5 had these gameplay mechanics in that They're going to have to definitely expand the world then. Um, I, I think some of the stuff in 5 kind of only worked because it was a lot bigger. Um, yeah. Like the dive yeah. mechanic, you would... I don't know, maybe. But I think you would just probably be diving past whatever little bush there was or behind the tree or something like that. I mean, that was kind of my like conspiracy theory with the whole Delta thing was that it was just a symbol for the uh, for the map. And that might be that they were doing some open world or, or bigger thing, but like you were that would saying, be cool. like you see the, the screenshots and it's kind of one for one. And as soon as I saw that, I just, okay, never mind. It's it's basically just going to be like a remaster where they're, you know, just going to polish it up and make it look nice. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with the audio back mm. to that part. Um, but like one of my favorite movies of all time, or probably the favorite movie of all time, is Jurassic Park. Um, Love it. And yeah, and so you guys know that the T Rex sound, all the dinosaur sounds are so goddamn iconic. Mm -hmm. Like, you oh can, yeah, you, you just hear that, and, you, and you're like, you hear it in other movies. You hear it like in Avatar. You're like, oh, that's the raptor. Like the you, moment you I know... heard it in Avatar, I'm like, oh man, they really robbed the sound library there. Yeah, I heard exactly. So many iconic Jurassic Park sound effects. So on that note, there are. I mean, it is art, and and we're, the sound from the original Metal Gear Solid Three um, should be preserved in that way because it it triggers those same emotions for other people that you know that T Rex roar does for me. Um, yeah, so, and, and, so and you're not wrong. Everything. Like I think we can make a lot of inferences based on the recorded lines. Like there, there's no recorded. They have no recorded lines that say, Snake, watch out for the saber-toothed tigers. They run in packs and they attack. <laughs> so it's like, you couldn't really add that gameplay mechanic to the game without acknowledging it in some way, unless you just literally just don't acknowledge it in radio conversations, or unless you bring in the voice actors and say, hey, we need a couple more lines. Which they may do. Yeah. Um, but you can't really stray too far from the original gameplay unless you're willing to come in and have them re-record some other lines or just straight up have the gameplay mechanics, but then just on the radio conversations, it's just not acknowledged at all. Yeah, that's going to be weird. They're just going to have to, like a weapon wheel or something like that. Um, one of the systems where like you just press left or right on the D-pad to make some of that stuff quicker. That way you can still have, you know, gameplay close to the original that you don't have to do all these extra added lines and stuff, but it cleans it up. 
Um, I think that's what most people are thinking they're going to do. Yeah. But there are even lines. Now, granted, they could cut the lines, but I, I swear there are lines where like zero, or the the I, I can't remember her name. The the female operative that's on the airplane. Oh, paramedic. Like, yeah, yeah. They, they like talk you through like what you need to do. Mm. Snake, open your survival pack. You'll see that there's right, a medical right. where you can like dig out bullets, and it's like the recorded lines describe the menus exactly as they are. So you either get rid of those lines or re-record those lines or, and it's like, I don't know. I, I, I never thought the menus were a big deal. I, I always got into the spirit of it. I'm like, I'm opening mm. my backpack and there's all my cambos and here's my medical pack. Right. I got into it. Yeah. I was going to say for the radio calls, like you think they're going to do where it's like, all right, snake stops, gets on his knees, gets on one knee and like, activates the radio or they're gonna do like what they did with phantom pain where it's just like it's in the game where it, it, there's no break it just goes into it that might then, be a great way yeah. of streamlining it of going you know yeah. what there's no reason why snake needs to stop at dead in its tracks to have mm -hmm. a radio conversation you could keep walking but granted yeah. the levels are so short that by the time you get through one yeah. of those radio conversations you could have walked through two different areas altogether I guarantee you the first radio conversation mm -hmm. at the beginning of the first level, I could walk all the way up to that brick shed, mm -hmm. get Sokolov, and walk all the way back to the bridge before they're done saying, Snake, get your pack out of the tree. Dude, Apache could beat the game in that first cutscene. Like <laughs> He could! That's the funny part. What is it like? I don't want to insult his record. I don't know what it is. It's like 16 minutes. It's like something insane. If you just run from beginning to end of each level and skip all the cutscenes. Or MGS3, I, I don't want to quote his record, but I think it's like 114 or something like that. It, it's really quick. He's probably listening That's, to us right yeah, now. I'm just sighing. I just He's insulted. like, you guys, don't, you guys don't care about my record. I just insulted him with whatever I said, so sorry. <laughs> we're sorry, Apache. Like, we don't know what the number is exactly. We just know that you hold it, and we're impressed by that. I mean, you guys made it a point. You guys also made a good point that, like, with this updated, you know, updated systems, the, the systems we have now, there's not going to be hardly any loads between the the areas so like that you have to figure out like you're gonna have to add more stuff to do it, and overcome that's the one thing that gives me hope is they could play around with that because i forget what the where the first load area is i know you start and you have to get your bag mm -hmm. out of the tree you make your way forward i think the first load zone is after you cross the bridge am i wrong i think you might be right I'm not sure. I'm not now, after sure. you cross the bridge, what happens is you kind of run off in, into the distance, and the distance looks a little different. And then it loads. Mm. The screen goes black, and it says, like, uh, the brick warehouse. And then Snake runs up, and there's, like, a different background behind him, and he runs up to the brick warehouse within sight of it. So it's like, okay, if you got rid of those load zones and said, well, mm. we could expand those blind spot areas... So that it's identical leading up to that blind spot area, and it's identical after that blind spot area. But maybe that blind spot area where we originally had to have load zones, maybe that's like new level design. Yeah, but like, I, are you going to put work. a massive jungle there, or just a little tiny path <laughs> to bridge it? It's got to be something small and like not mm -hmm. meaningful. It can't be. Yeah, some it's got to crazy... be super small. Yeah, like just a longer walkway. Where when Snake runs off into the distance before the load screen, you go, okay, what's back there? Okay, the the, the path kind of goes right a little bit. Okay, so we'll just make the path go right a little bit. And then you look at the screenshot after the load zone and go, okay, Snake's running toward the camera and the path kind of zooms left a little bit. There's a big tree there. Okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna make a little extra level design that looks like that 
That's probably what they'll do. What they could do is make more connections to the same the same maps. You could make. I would love like, that. Maybe like a little. Uh, I wouldn't say maybe a new path or walkway, but like a a down tree or something that you could connect them in a different way. So there is a new path with the same actual layout. Um, that would be my ideal goal. Like if you wanted to be super faithful, but also please the people who want bigger level design, have the level design as is, but then just like expand it outward. So mm -hmm. that if you want to, you can cross the river that the Bridge of Sorrow is over. Like you said, maybe a giant fucking tree that's like 200 years old just fell. And if you make your way 200 feet left in the jungle, you could cross that tree rather than the bridge. You know? I just... I'd like a little little variety. I really feel like... Uh, and I know Apache's really argued strongly for this. He says, look, that game is iron tight. It's mm -hmm. brilliant. It's linear. It's a straight path, but it fools you into thinking it's this wide open thing that it's not. Oh, yeah, it's definitely like a straight line almost. But I want the big wide open thing. <laughs> I I love nothing more than if I had this jungle that if I literally walked north and, and like held my uh, a control pad thumb pressed forward, it would take you like three hours to cross. Or, or some insane thing like that. Where it was like really like this like jungle environment that you had to survive. I I would love, but it, it looks like that's probably not the route they're going. I, I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, go ahead, Lenny. Oh, uh, just to add to that, um, like the best that's probably going to happen is um, like each each little area could be expanded to the size of the end fight. Um, you just have a little bit more. Like that's probably all you're going to get. I don't I don't think it's going to be. Um, a big open world thing with all these new new areas and if we saw the shots it's, it's somewhat one-to-one -one. i mean you can expand a little bit off of that but yeah yeah i, I think it's i think it's gonna be pretty close to just a i think it's gonna be pretty close based on the screenshots and i think that's the one thing that you could have really played with in an interesting way you've got the story you've mm -hmm. got the character dialogue it's all this vintage uh, archival recordings that the voice actors did 20 years ago the one thing that you can really play with that's not the story and not the character arcs is the level design. You could really open those jungles up and, and, and really make it fun and interesting, but I bet I bet the game will still be a, a hell of a lot of fun. A lot of people had a lot of complaints about Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. Mm -hmm. They said the Metal Gear Solid 2 uh, gameplay mechanics breaks the, level, the Metal Gear Solid 1 level design. Like when you get to the tank hangar, yeah. you can jump right over the railing and fall down, and then you're in the elevator instantly, without having to make your way all the way around that U-shaped catwalk, avoid the camera, make your way down the staircase, you know, down to the lower tank hangar level before right, getting right. to the elevator. Like before, they kind of controlled the your the flow of your character and where he went, but with new gameplay mechanics, it breaks old level design. So suddenly we can start doing stuff that you could do in Metal Gear Solid 5 and beyond on the Metal Gear Solid 3 levels. I don't I don't I don't know how that would break it. Maybe it'll break the boss fights. I mean that's one of the complaints yeah. about the twin snakes is that the new gameplay mechanics really break those boss fights and make them way too easy. Would new gameplay mechanics that are, you know, up to a modern standard would that break the the fight with the fury or or, or the end or the you know the, the the fear or the pain, or or maybe even the sorrow. 
Ah, selecting the pill in my menu is so easy now. Uh, it's too convenient. I, I think some of the, you know, like if you just put MGS5 um, mechanics into three, like the dive thing, I think would would help out a lot in a lot of the bosses. I think so like too. The the end, the fury, like, um. Yeah, I, I, you could just you. I feel like you could control the fight a lot more than you already can. I... And I think that would help the game. In Metal Gear Solid Three, I never bothered mm. learning CQC because I took one look at the controls and I'm like, that that's too complicated. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to shoot people all the way from beginning to end. So I, right. I never even bothered yeah. with the CQC stuff. But in Metal Gear Solid Five, it came so naturally. It was so intuitive and easy to use. I, I loved using it in Five. Is that what they should do? But would that break the boss fight at the end of the game where you're meant to use that CQC? Mm, I don't yeah, know. I was going to say that that'll probably, it would definitely change it up or more of an advantage. But then obviously yeah. there's an argument too that the, well, the, the game programmers will need to make the boss mm -hmm. fight a little different. They'll need to make the boss smarter. They'll need to make the boss react in different ways based on what you're doing. But you know, it, it might not break the game. I mean, quite frankly, I, I think Metal Gear Solid 3 is going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm happy they announced it. I'm, I'm real happy that Konami has kind of selected the route they, they, they selected. Where, like, they're like, okay, let's do a legacy collection again. And, and make sure those old games are available on new hardware. But also, this is the first remake of what could be several. Because we know this is probably going to be a major hit, right? Just based on the name alone. We all went out and bought Metal Gear. Mm -hmm. You know, we all went out and bought Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 and, and Final Fantasy 7. I bought all of those. I just haven't had a chance to play them yet. And now it sounds like I may have bought two bad games and one good one. People are just going to buy it based on the title alone. I mean, it's going to be a hit. It's going to sell well. And, and Konami will probably be looking at the next game to remake. And it'll probably be the first one, I would imagine. Yeah, let's just go to the end game then. Like... MGS2. Like, are they going to remake that? At what point or like... Here's what I think they'll do. 3 is the most popular and the most accessible one. It's got like the most complicated of those earlier games. It's got the most complicated story, the more interesting level design and gameplay mechanics. Like, it's probably the most accessible to modern gamers. They'll remake 3, and then the second most popular title would have to be the first one, right? Metal Gear Solid 1? And once you remake mm. three and it's a hit, and once you remake one and it's a hit, to me it makes sense you have to do two. Now That's, two's really popular. Yeah. I mean, two was the best selling right, game right. of the bunch, but a lot of people were like, "Oh God, I got to play as Raiden." That's a little disappointing. I think they'll 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 tread lightly. I think they'll do three, which we know is coming, mm. and then one, which I think is the second most classic of the games in terms of story and character. And then I think they'll do the one between the two of them. I think they'll do two. Which is the yeah, last of those PlayStation One, PlayStation Two games? It'll it'll happen. Um, I guess my point was just more like coming back to the art thing. We talked about Jurassic Park earlier. Um, another movie I really like is Jaws. Oh, Both God. of those movies I don't think should be remade. Like just the full reboot, remake, whatever. Um, it's going to happen at some point, but after Spielberg I, dies, I guess. Yeah, I get. Yeah, and I guess ever. My point is everyone has their line, and I guess that is my line. And once you're there, it's like, nope, I'm putting my hands up like this is bullshit. We shouldn't be in this territory. 
so I don't know. Well, maybe, those maybe people those are movies were, were breakthrough. Jaws was the first blockbuster. It was the first movie to make a hundred million dollars domestically. And then the the term blockbuster, I, I, I think. I mean, that's what they call a blockbuster now is a movie that breaks a hundred million dollars. Jaws was the first one. When it came out, mm. it was the highest grossing movie of all time. If you don't, you know, adjust it for inflation or anything, and it it was breakthrough. Suddenly, every studio wanted to have the next big blockbuster, and we entered an era of blockbusters in Jurassic Park as well. I mean, whereas the the characters in Jurassic Park are going on a tour where they're seeing things that they've never seen before, these wonderful sights right. of dinosaurs alive again. We, the audience, were also going on that tour where we were seeing computer graphics and what they could do, and the way they were going to absolutely change the way films were made, and. Jaws and Jurassic Park could never be that breakthrough ever again. It would be impossible. If they released Jaws in, in 2030 or whatever, it, it'll probably be a hit, but it's not going to change the way movies are made. It's not going to spawn a whole new era that changes the way we make films like the original Jaws did. Same with Jurassic mm -hmm. Park. There's no way you can make Jurassic Park and it will be the masterpiece that changed cinema. It's the same way with the Metal Gear Solid games. Mm. Remaking uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 or, or 3, it's not going to have the same impact that Metal Gear Solid 1 had or Metal Gear Solid 3 had. I think we all know this. I mean, right, right. It's just worth saying out loud. You know, the best we can hope for is, okay, well, you know, there's still fans of 3 out there. There's some people that are like, ah, I'm not going to play 3. The graphics are are, are are too old for today's standards. I'll, I'll, I'll never play 3. But maybe they'll play the remake and go, wow, that was a good story. And we'll go, yeah, like that's all, that's what this is all about, is that story we love and, and, and those characters that we love. Yeah, that's you a good they... point. Like maybe it is like a, just a good open door for new people, you know, just come on in, look at the story. Mm -hmm. Probably. There's all these other games you want to play them. I mean, like I said, I had a black and white Nintendo Game Boy when I was a kid. And I played Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening all the time and loved it. It was a real fun game. It was probably the best game on the Game Boy. And th there was a, a remake recently for like the, the Wii U and I, I bought it and I I played it with my son. Or uh, maybe it was the Switch. I can't remember. Switch or Wii U. It was a Switch. I got that one. Switch. Switch. And completely harmless. Just a real fun game. You know? And that's probably what we're looking at here. It's just, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be breakthrough. It's just gonna be a real fun game. You know, just put a little bit of a modern coat of paint on an, an old game that, um, you know, it, it'll just look more realistic and, you know, maybe it'll have some interesting new gameplay mechanics. I mean, Metal Gear Solid 3, it's sort of evolved over time. When they released Subsistence, suddenly we had the 3D camera, which we were all mm -hmm. begging for. And then uh, uh, people pointed out on what the Nintendo 3DS... Metal Gear Solid 3 is on the portable Nintendo 3DS, and you can actually crouch while walking, which you can't do in the original oh, I didn't game. Know that. Yeah, so they added a gameplay mechanic, I think, where you can actually crouch down, but also like walk forward where you got a gun in your hands. And that's yeah, a mechanic like a that's walking. not in Metal Gear Solid 3, the original game. So, like, you know, okay, so Metal Gear Solid 3 is something that evolved over time, and now this is the next step in its evolution where it's like, okay. It's a remake. We're doing one-to-one -one level design. It's all the old voice recordings, but you know, eh, maybe we'll have some of those. Maybe you can dive roll, and maybe you can, you know, do things that you just couldn't do uh, on the PlayStation Two. I was gonna say crouch walk. Cr 
crotch lock. Yeah, that, that's a that, that's a, a much uh, upgraded that was needed. Like since I think like two, and I was like, God, mm-hmm. that that changed it up. Because then you would like be able to like minimize the noise you would make. Yeah, not only minimize the noise, but also mm-hmm. uh, reduce your visibility. Yeah, if that's you it. crouch walk through gla- uh, through like tall grass. Yeah, it makes sense that your camo index would would shoot up. Oh, and that rolling thing that you can do in Phantom Pain and Ground Zeroes too, where you like you can literally aim and roll. Yeah, that would also probably like you could probably do that and like take out multiple enemies very quickly. So you're gonna have to change this game. It has to be changed unless you're gonna not do some <laughs> other kind of control scheme that doesn't mirror. Uh, I would just. Phantom Pain. I guess that's been my argument. Is I would just like to see a level design that matches these new gameplay mechanics. Like we're gonna have to jump on trees. You know, like, jump. I, I could lay, lay down and roll mm. while I'm shooting a gun, like they do in the movies or like they do in Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah. But like. The level design is just like a path that goes through the jungle. Like, where am I going to roll to? I'm just going to hit the side of the, the edge of the map. Or roll off <laughs> oh, the cliff. I'm just going to roll into, into the, the invisible wall that doesn't let me walk into the jungle. Oh. And that's all That's all I really want. I, I would just like to see the level design expanded a little bit. It's not going to break the story. It's not going to break the gameplay yeah. mechanics. I, I think, you know, and also, too, I mean, the level design would have been limited by the PlayStation 2 hardware. That was the biggest they could make the level design mm-hmm. with that much story, with that much dialogue in the game, with that many cutscenes, with that level of graphics, you know, running at not a good frame rate at the time. That was the biggest they could make the level design. And I'm like, gosh, like, you should really utilize the PlayStation 5 hardware to do something. My vote's for open world's level design. Uh, like what else could you really do? You're you're, you're stuck if, with the dialogue. You're stuck with the story, yeah. and that's perfectly fine. I mean, it's a very classically told story, and it's great dialogue. Well, I was gonna say, if you open it more, if you open up the world more, then you'll have to cut back on the frame rate, and then you'll get all the frame rate uh, people upset. Like, what? Right. I can't play this sixty plus. I'm not buying this game. It's Today. never bothered me. I mean, movies play at twenty four frames a second. Does a video game really look that bad if it's running at twenty twenty five frames per second? I, yeah, Tears say, of the Kingdom just proved mm-hmm. that you don't need any frame rates at all. I mean, you could have like mm-hmm. 10. 10. Like, it, it just has to have good gameplay. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. even have to have good graphics. It just has to be fun when your fingers hit the controller. Like, that, that's exactly that's what the Kojima Frequency guys to. said. I'm like, yeah, you mm-hmm. know what? They're right. Like, Nintendo went that route a long time ago where they said, we're not going to keep up with the Xbox and PlayStation. We're going to make graphics that are kind of cartoony, kind of stylized, and we're just going to make fun gameplay. And they've held in there. And Nintendo is not the, any kind of a weak link or embarrassing hardware to own. I mean, people still love playing Mario games and Zelda games, and the gameplay is mm-hmm. real fun. And there's no reason why Link has to be photo. There's, I mean, think about it. Think about Mario and Luigi mm-hmm. as photorealistic characters. That that's weird. Yeah, it would be weird. so weird if they it's were too weird. these stylized <laughs> cartoons. With mustaches and big noses, and I can say that because I'm Italian. I, was, I, I don't have to imagine it. Just imagine you can see it. Danny DeVito. Do you want Danny DeVito? Well, actually, when you put it like that, I kind of do now want Danny <laughs> DeVito. <laughs> I mean, it would be an interesting experiment to see if it worked, but you would really have to flesh out the Mario character because he hasn't—he has no personality. For for forty years, Mario's been saying nothing but like, "Let's go." I'm a back. I was gonna say he the has guy, no personality. Yeah, the guy who did like the live action for the cartoon to lead up the cartoon had more personality than the game character. 
Oh, you're talking about Lou Albano, right? Yeah. I love that man. <laughs> uh, you're talking I'm... about the show in the 90s? Uh, yep. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. it was 1989. I think it was oh, yeah, it was yeah, by the time I watched it, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there were reruns for, exactly. for a few years. Plus, they, they evolved the show. I think it, it turned into Super Mario Bros. 3, the show, in, like, 1990. Mm -hmm. Then it was Super Mario World, the show, by, like, 1991 or 2. And then they got rid of the live-action segments, like, way back in the first iteration, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, they kept changing show. it. So when I look for it on streaming, it's like it's multiple answers. I'm like, which when is it? Like, I want the live action part with it too. My kids can't stand, or at least they couldn't stand the live action part. I'd, I'd show it to them. Mm -hmm. They're like, skip ahead to the cartoon. I'm like, guys, this is part of the show and it's the good part. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Elvira's in this and Sergeant Slaughter. You're missing it right? out. Who oh, cares man, about the fucking that. cartoon? That's the worst part of the show. I, was gonna I say, didn't say the F word to my kids. Just you know. <laughs> uh, I well, you know, my kid said it to me. I don't know where <laughs> she heard that from, but you think this? You think the it's going to divide fans? Like you know, the older fans are going to be like clutching their pearls. This is this isn't our Metal Gear, and the new fans. Are I think like, the reaction you saw to, to Resident Evil Two and Three is, there, is yeah. some. If, yep. it's like the scale. Resident mm -hmm. Evil Three yep. would be a zero. Resident Evil Two will be a ten, and it's going to fall somewhere on that scale. I was just gonna say that, like Resident Evil mm -hmm. Two, um, yeah, it's got to be somewhere closer to that, and hopefully it will. I mean, surely they're smart enough to realize that Metal Gear Solid Three is kind of the crown jewel of the collection. Mm -hmm. If you fuck that one up, there's gonna be no more remakes. If you fuck they it do, up. I mean, that's why they're doing it, and that's probably that why they're gonna play it as safe as possible. Because mm -hmm. if they change up too much and people don't like the changes, mm -hmm. there's no chance they're gonna be able to milk more remakes like Konami has done. Or not, not Konami. Uh, uh, Capcom has done. Like Capcom has almost made a business model of we have like six back catalog Resident Evil games, mm -hmm. and we could just remake them one at it, and that's not including like Code Veronica and all the other Survivor and all the other ones they released. But Dude, Dino Crisis, I would yeah. love that remake. Okay, now I'm just breaking my own rules. I'm like, they need to remake that <laughs> one and remake this. They but should. Dino Crisis could use a remake. One. That First of all, fun. the main character looks embarrassingly bad in her re black leather out BDSM outfit with her red hair. Oh, Change up that character design a little bit for one. Secondly, you know how they redesigned Jill Valentine? It's like that—that that was a good redesign. Yeah, you're right. That that was good. Where her clothes were a little more realistic, and it was like, okay, mm. they make, made her a little more gritty looking. It's like, okay, yeah, that's a good redesign. They need to do that with the. I can't even remember the name of the girl in Dino Crisis. Regina. Regina. Mm. It's been a long time. I, I don't have my copy anymore. It's probably been since the game came out. Yeah, I gotta replay that one now. Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. I, I think it'll be yeah. a good time. I, I think they're gonna make as few changes as possible because they will be scared to death if this thing fails. And the only mm -hmm. way to be sure to succeed is just to recreate it faithfully. Yep. Yep. I think it's going to be one-to-one -one level design. I think the radio conversation is going to happen, happen at all the same places. I, I think the, the, the biggest changes we'll see are to the menu and to the, um, the gameplay mechanics of what Snake can do in fights. And it's a shame. Mm. I, I think they're going to... I think they will remake Metal Gear Solid 1 next. I think if this is a hit, mm -hmm. and it'll be a hit just based on its name alone. Let's face it, they're gonna they're gonna have their eyes set on Metal Gear Solid One next, 
And I, I would kind of love to see Shadow Moses Island kind of retooled a little bit. I think it's too small for a modern game. Like, why yeah, can't you have a sub pin that's about four times as big? Why can't you go up to a helipad that has four helipads and maybe four or five trucks sitting around and like seven garage doors? You know, just like make it bigger. <laughs> make it bigger. You know, give me a snowfield to walk through that's a little bigger for my, my, my sniper fights. Like, yeah, I was going to say, sort of, be... like, sort of like before, there was like, they had, they had like the, it was like a, like a yeah. squall almost. Four did a fantastic yeah. job of going, okay, you're on Shadow Moses and you're walking through some familiar areas, but you're also in mm -hmm. some new areas. And that was a lot of fun. And I, I would just like to see that kind of ingenuity applied to some of these remakes where it's like, you know what? What else was on that island, and why can't we go to those areas? Like, I always felt like the communication towers were just like an elevator surrounded by a stairwell. That's what it felt like. With a radar dish on top. Like, why couldn't the communication towers be like office buildings? Yeah. Where, like, you get to that segment of the game, and it's like you're playing fucking Die Hard as a video game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I want that. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> that, that, yeah. That's all I want. Keep the story the same. Keep the dialogue the same. But just like, give me mm -hmm. some like interesting level design to play with here. Like, it's on modern hardware, so like, why be limited by the 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 level design that you'd be stuck with on a PlayStation One game when it's the PlayStation Five era? You know, you can make that game seven seventy times as big. Well, but are you going to get to a point where you're making it so big that you affect the pacing and and then actually the story? Because you're just changing it. That you're much. not wrong. You're not wrong, but I There's also think that Metal Gear Solid games could use a little adjustment to their pacing anyway. A lot of my friends in my hometown who are video gamers, I'm like, oh, guys, I like video games too. I love the Metal Gear series. And they kind of laugh at me and go, that, those aren't video games. You're just watching cutscenes in between, you know, minimal <laughs> gameplay. And they'd sit there playing Halo for like, you know, 25 hours a day. And it's like, guys, you guys have attention deficit disorder. Like, you don't want story. You just want to just fucking shoot things and blow things up and, and brainlessly. You don't want to be challenged with ideas or thoughts or like a compelling story. You know? I don't know. I I think the level design is too small based on the cutscenes. Like, I, I feel like you almost need to increase the level design to separate those cutscenes a little bit, you know? It's like, just, I'm going to run yeah. across one helipad and then you're going to give me another 20 minutes of cutscenes and then I'm going to run through a tank hangar that has two tanks in it then I'm going to get another 10 minutes of cutscenes. Make those levels a little bigger. Space out those cutscenes a little bit. I think it would actually help the pace. I think if for Delta, I think you, if you want to like expand it, I think you could if they ha if Konami has the cut, any anything that's cut dialogue. Which I imagine they probably would you can implement that to alter and extend. That's actually a fantastic idea. We know that there's cut dialogue in the games. I mean, yeah. people who have mined game data have like pulled out like dialogue to like sections of the game that were deleted. Like, I've always loved that idea of why don't you go back to the original blueprints and maybe Kojima's like level design? Maybe who knows? I know on Metal Gear Solid One and Two, at least, he drew it on grid paper. We're like he, yeah, I remember that. You know, floor one of, mm. of the Outer Heaven building. Here's it on grid paper, and here's all the rooms, and here's all the trucks, and here's the patrol pattern of the guards. Like, if there's anything like that, and they can go back to the original source document for Metal Gear Solid 3 and go, oh, shit, like, 
these these jungles were supposed to be bigger and there was supposed to be a second uh, warehouse that just got cut from the game. Like, eh. what if we went back to that, some of that, those original design documents and then we sold it to fans as, hey, we went back to the original core ideas that Kojima had written down that he just couldn't do on PlayStation 2 hardware. I think fans would go, okay, I'll, I'll cut you a little slack. I, I'm, I'm listening. Yeah, and I agree with that because I, I feel that exact way. Like, as soon as you said that, it's like, yeah, you go back to the source. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. yeah, then, then it is like... You know, if Kojima's not going to be on it, and if it's at least based off of his ideas or you know, some of that source material, then then and, and that's what they did. Those movie remakes that I mentioned very early when we got when we started talking, like um, John Carpenter's The Thing, for example. It's not mm -hmm. it's not an adaptation of the Howard Hawks The Thing from Another World. Mm -hmm. It went back to the source novel called the you know Who Goes There. Yep. And it said, okay, I'm going to do a more faithful adaptation of the original book that couldn't have been done in the 50s because they just didn't have the special effects technology but we can can do it in the 80s because we, we we have the technology to make a creature that changes shape in front of your eyes and morphs into another person they couldn't do that in the 50s but they can do it in in the 80s well you know you you, you could go back to the original source documents all of kojima's original script that probably had way more dialogue uh but then like how far do you take that because like in metal gear solid 2 weren't there supposed to be characters like I think there was one called Chinaman and there was one called the old boy and yeah. the old boy was like a hundred year old sniper yeah, which yeah, the, like the idea was taken end, right? and put was... over in Metal Gear Solid 3 so it's like how far right. do you mm -hmm. go with it as long as it doesn't interfere with your plans for the other remakes I guess it's okay like Metal Gear Solid 4 there's the famous um, sequence where you're sneaking around Eastern Europe and there's supposed to be a whole sec section in the sewers mm -hmm. where the geckos were chasing you Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing that restored to the game if they get to a Metal Gear Solid 4 remake I was going to say if that's the case wasn't <laughs> wasn't the fight with the end supposed to take you like I think like two weeks or something I would love that I don't remember so, like, do that the original the idea game, but I'm worried they won't take the chance <laughs> they definitely won't do that now but I would love that <laughs> well, the, I remember the first time I was uh, in the boss fight for the end. I'm like, oh, this must be the biggest sniper battle everybody's talking about. I said, I'm going to take this thing super seriously. Mm. I laid down. <laughs> I put on my best camo. Yeah. I crawled through the grass. I started crawling for the top of the hill. I'm like, I'm going to hide behind grass leaves and he won't be able to see me. And then I'm going to slowly pull out my sniper rifle and carefully scope the entire valley. And then he just walked up right behind me and shot me in the back with a tranquilizer. And said, <laughs> yep. Nice try. <laughs> And I'm like, son of a bitch! I don't. I feel like the computer knew where I was the whole time. I think I, I did the exact same thing. I did the same thing, and, and yeah, it, it was. But but that's how I knew. Like, this is gonna be a really good fight. This is mm. gonna be one of my, and it still probably is one of my favorite boss battles of all time. Like now, I when I replayed it, like I I beat it pretty quick because you know at least what to do, where he might be. Um, I remember it's, the last yeah, time I played it, it, and it's been a long so time. It's fun. probably been 10, 15 years since I've revisited Metal Gear Solid 3. I remember I just ran in a circle around the plane mm. area, and I just straight up caught up to the end where he was laying and just shot him with a machine gun. And it worked like God. like a charm. Damn. I don't <laughs> think no I've ever beat him with If you don't the take rifle. the sniper battle seriously, it was like super easy. So it's like, well... I, I, I hate that I know that you can do that now. I, I'd like to see them change up the gameplay mechanics so I can't do that. 
they'll probably add. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say they probably add for the for Delta is that the parrot will scout out to find you, and it'll probably say something like, oh. "I see you, I see you." It'd be cool if you could shoot the parrot and just completely change the tide of the battle. Then he'll be pissed at you. Then he'll be like, "I'm coming for you, snake! Now you killed my bird." <laughs> oh, that crazy! They're gonna make man. the they're gonna make the end like uh, Mr. X in Resident <laughs> Evil Two. He'll just stalk you around. Knock you that out. is an awesome Ooh. idea. That's the, that's the kind of chances where I'm talking about. What what if the end literally stalks you through the entire game, and you're running from him the whole time, as yeah. as opposed to like actually getting you know like the, that would like, be the such a cool change to the game, where like you're crossing the bridge of sorrow, and then suddenly you see a si sniper sniper scope on you, and an old <laughs> man breathing, and, a, and a, a green parrot flying around. It's like oh shit, like. This completely changes the nature of the game, and it's mm. awesome because the Cobra unit was expecting you, and they're supposed to be that good at their jobs. Right. I would love that. Yeah, that actually would be cool if, if you like you could run backwards and like you're trying to get away from him, and he just keeps following you. And That's you the ultimate idea of like what if what if Metal Gear Solid Three was this giant open world, and what if each member of the Cobra unit was like Mr. X, and they could just roam that open world that Ooh. they wanted, mm. and yeah, maybe you could like stage it in such a way that pretty much you have to fight the Fury underground. Pretty much, unless you work really hard, you have to fight the end in the open fields, you know. But at the same time, <laughs> they could show up and, and, and really be almost impossible to beat <laughs> at <laughs> earlier stages in the game. I mean, they kind of do that in the game already. When you see them out on the dock, mm -hmm. and I think they're like torturing Tatiana and stuff, and you're getting ready to enter one of the warehouses, the end is out on the dock on his wheelchair, and you have the opportunity right. to shoot him and kill yeah. him and completely skip that boss fight. I've so actually why never not done expand that on that idea? I like that no, idea. I... That that gives me that makes me warm and fuzzy hearing that idea. <laughs> yeah, I definitely like the the idea of the the all the cover unit being like a mixed Mr. X like. Just following you wherever until you beat all four of them. Like they're all within their own regions, but they can, you know, wander outside of that or something. It's like the closer you get to the boss fight area, <laughs> the more that they'll kind of like, eh, they'll make their way to where they're supposed to be for the game. But like maybe you can fight the Fury, like you know, in the in the warehouse or in 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 uh, Grozny's laboratory or something. That would be kind of a cool little change, and it's like, why not play around with it? We. They're already preserving the original game, and they're going to put it out on the PlayStation 5. So why not have some fun with this remake? Because from what it looks like, it's going to be the exact same gameplay experience, just like 12 months later with better graphics. There would be some limitations to that, though. Like, you couldn't put the fear, you know, kind of outside of the jungle. He, You know, that fight is all like the traps and the... You're right, but he could still show up like in the jungle at the beginning of the game, or maybe he shows up in the swamp area. Like you're swimming through the swamp with an alligator yeah, cap okay. on, and he's like up in the trees like <laughs> a predator, and you hear that like predator like clicking sound. It's like, oh shit, the fear is here. That's a super cool idea, or maybe like that's what you do. Maybe go okay. There's jungle areas in the game, and only the fear has access to the jungle areas of the game. Mm -hmm. And then maybe we'll have open fields in the game. And maybe at the end, maybe he only hangs out in the open field areas of the game. And maybe like you expand the tunnel areas and you go, okay, maybe the Fury only has access to the tunnel areas of the game that we've vastly expanded. Just to create that sense that you're being stalked by this unit 
special forces unit that's really good at their jobs, and they are kind of your superior. I don't know. Hmm. That would excite me. That would be a gameplay change that would I would love. Bring in all the voice yeah, actors, have them re-record some dialogue, and get that in there. I would love that. My hope is that they're kind of listening to the fans and going, hmm, what, what, what do the fans think is a cool idea? Maybe we could incorporate a few of these into the game. Well, going back to kind of what you were saying earlier with like, you know, if this one is a success, they're going to do one or, you know, two down the line. Like, they, back to reality, they're going to do a one-to-one -one kind of remake. And because mm -hmm. they have to have a return on investment, because that's what this is, it's a business. So then they get that return and they show, look, we can get this many sold on this franchise still, then we'll do the next one and we can get this much back. It's all numbers. You're 100% right. I mean, once I remember that a corporation controls the IP and they want a guaranteed right. hit, and the, the mm -hmm. easiest way to ensure a guaranteed hit is to take no chances. To say this is going to be uh, 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 Metal Gear Solid 3 exactly as it was, it just has PlayStation 5 graphics and gameplay. I mean, yeah, that, that's why we're in the remake era. Like that's why all these remakes are happening. It's it's a guaranteed return on you know some yeah. some IP that they know everyone likes. Or I like what uh, Capcom is doing. Even though some people have complained that they didn't quite you know hit the bullseye on some of these remakes, I like that they're producing like almost like a remake a year almost, or, or a remake every two years. And in addition to that, they're still pushing the game storyline forward with new entries. Like Resident Evil Seven, I think came out fairly recently, didn't it? Well, yeah, there's seven and there was eight. Uh, Village came out. Um, yeah, and then there was even a DLC for that, and then there there's talk of nine already. But that uh, is a cool model where it's like, okay, let's remake the old games, which are kind of you know old and clunky, put it on new hardware. It's a guaranteed hit, and then we take chances with new entries that eh, will require a lot of R and D. It'll require a lot of money. It'll require a big budget, and we'll have to take some chances because it's a new story and uncharted territory. But at least we know that these remakes are, are raking in the money, guaranteed. And maybe that's what we're looking at here. I mean, I kind of like that. Like I said earlier, I like the route Konami's going, where they're like, "Okay, we're going to port the old games to new hardware, and hopefully they'll run right. better." That that would stand to reason. We're also going to take the old games and, and remake them, and there might be like a third part of the strategy where they're like what do we do with the future of the franchise for real? You know, we're assembling all these game developers or outsourcing it or whatever and, and, and getting, uh, you know, other game designers experience and working in the Metal Gear Solid world. At what point do we pull the trigger on Metal Gear Solid 6? Or yeah, wh yeah. whatever the spiritual sequel is, whatever the tr spiritual triple A Metal Gear Solid title is. You know, at what point do they pull that trigger, and at what point does it make the most sense? Did they wait until you know Metal Gear Solid Three remake is a hit, and Metal Gear Solid One remake is a hit, and then they announce that simultaneously we're going to remake Metal Gear Solid Two, but we're also going to give you Metal Gear Solid Six? Because at yeah, some point they're going to run out of things to remake, and they're right, going to run out of things to re-release. So there has to be a, a plan for the IP moving forward, or else it's it, the franchise will just sit dormant another twenty years until they have to remake it for the PlayStation Eight. I don't know. Uh, I'm excited. It the news seems exciting. I mean, there it's got to be. Is Delta has to be like. Not be like it has to come out like gangbusters because if not, you're gonna have the previous guy who was the face of the franchise shit all over you on Twitter. 
That's true. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. He's just going to tweet out, like, played yeah. MGS3. It's you think so? Played Delta. Yeah. Has he been kind of radio Delta. silent? Because, like, he was posting no. a bunch of Metal Gear stuff the other day, but it seemed like it was just, like, retro Metal Gear stuff. It, it is, but he's talking about, like, all the entries that coincide with the anniversaries. But he's going more oh. into detail about it. Like, you know, when, when I was there, I was doing such and such, or we were thinking about this. We were going to do that, but we couldn't. You know, things like that. I see. I didn't look at it too carefully. I just saw he posted mm -hmm. something in very rapid succession a few days ago. He posted something about Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3, 4. It was mm -hmm. like, what's, go what's going on here exactly? I mean, I remember he got like the Lego Pac-Man thing. And I was like, are you going to assemble that? I'll watch that. Show me a video of that, you assembling this thing. That'd be fun. <laughs> I do think there's an untapped Lego market for more Metal Gear Solid stuff, especially since they used it for the level design in the original Metal Gear Solid. And two. Why don't you give us that? Lego Metal Gear Solid. For the kiddos. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. They can do a Lego video game with the Metal Gear Solid theme to it. Yeah, that's not for kiddos. I, I, I would buy that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd play the hell out of that. Can you imagine quiet on the helicopter, like in front of you as a Lego? Oh, no. I can't. I can't even fathom some of the things that they had to do with Legos. They're just like, nah, we're not doing that. No, never mind. We've thought this through, and it's a terrible idea. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, it seems like we're on the the dawn of a new era yeah. of, of the franchise. Not to sound too corny, but it's, it's almost like we had the Kojima years, and it almost felt like Metal Gear Survive was kind of like the death throes of the Kojima years, even though he had nothing to do with the game. It was built using assets from Metal Gear Solid 5. It was the, the Fox engine. Mm -hmm. It was the level design from Metal Gear Solid 5. And it's, like some people have accurately said, it, it's just a zombie mod for Metal Gear Solid 5. And everyone was so pissed mm -hmm. off that it kind of flopped. Financially, I never, anyway. I was going to say, I never played it. I I hear good things, and I love mm -hmm. I loved the Fox engine. I, I bet it'd be a lot of fun if I sat down and played it, and all the Kojima Frequency guy says is it's a, it's a really good time. Um... And I, I, I might do that leading up to the release of, you know, the Delta remake. But we, we're, we're entering a new era where basically the custodians of the franchise is the company, not the creator. Mm. And we're about to get the first three games ported. You know, not, not including, you know, the original Metal Gear 1 and 2 on MSX. And uh, we're, we're on the verge of what I anticipate to be multiple remakes. Um... I think we could almost safely say that. Why wouldn't they? Why would they just remake three and it'd be this huge mega hit? And they're like, okay, guys, glad you enjoyed this walk down memory lane. Um, Goodbye for another 20 no. years. <laughs> that, if it's a hit, they're going to keep doing some remakes. The question is, is like, when will mm. they take a chance and do something new? And I think they'll take a chance and do something new once they've like, they've like raked in enough profits and have enough goodwill with the fans again that it makes sense. How about they like piss off everybody by uh, remaking Metal Gear Solid Four, and they with the tagline, the creator, not the creator, but the person behind this, promised you all these things, all these great frame rates, all these like you know you can practically play the game first person shooter. We're gonna do that. We're Konami. We're we're the. Hopefully, as they start gonna to get us. into the more less popular <laughs> entries in the franchise, hopefully they're a little more open to changing things around, like. 
Yeah. It seems like you should freeze Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3 as they are as a remake. I mean, they're... they're, mm. they're what are you really going to do to improve 2 or 3 or 1 other than just expand the level design? But like 4, it feels like, gosh, mm -hmm. you got to do something. They're going to have to gut that thing because it has like way too much um, like licensing shit in there. There's too much licensing stuff in there, which a remake is fine. I I, I wouldn't yeah. want them to have an iPod in the remake, or like the the PS3 controller with a six-axis. Yeah, that's fine with me. Uh, I mean, if you remake remake Metal Gear Solid Four, I I want to see some of those initial gameplay plans where there were going to be four different factions. Yeah. And at any different moment, one of the factions could be mm -hmm. really happy with you. Two of the factions could be really cautious about you and not, you know, if you make one small step in front of them that they're not happy with, they shoot at you. And then one just straight up hates you. <laughs> Based on your gameplay actions, like, if you're going to remake four, please do that. You know, bring back the, the sewer level. Um, bring back some of these ideas that they talked about. Like, I, I, I don't... I don't think we're going to see a Metal Gear Solid 5 remake anytime soon. No, it's, it's still, like, modern. Yeah, it's still way yeah, too modern. Really it's, it's still way too yeah. far away. But, like, there was a lot of stuff they talked about where they're like, in the Phantom Pain, you will return to, uh, what was it, C Camp Omega? What was it, in Ground Zeroes, you mean? Yeah, yeah. They, they can't, yeah. 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 Like, they, they're like, we're going to bring you back to Camp Omega, and it's going to be real interesting and unusual. You won't anticipate how we're going to bring Camp Omega back into the story. And then, you know, it's just a as is usual with movies, with deleted scenes or video games with cut content. It just, you know, it, it wasn't there. I'd be curious. You know, Chico, is it possible if they got, again, we're probably talking about shit that's <laughs> 10 to 15 years in the future. Is it possible to bring in the original Chico ideas where he was just like uh, fucked his face up and was a walking mm -hmm. nightmare as an adult in 1984? I don't know. You know, it almost seems like if they remade Metal Gear Solid 5 in 10 or 15 years, they had to bring back, you know, Mission 51, you know? Maybe we'll see that. I don't know. It's probably too early to be having these conversations at all. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's fun to think about. I mean, like, gosh, like... Ground Zeroes came out, what, 10 years ago now? Yeah, it's gotta be close. Yeah, it's gotta be. It w either came out 2013 or 2014. Was it, wasn't it 13? Maybe. 13 or 14. So it's been 10 years since we got, like, the first little chapter of Metal Gear Solid 5. And think about it, they're remaking Metal Gear Solid 3 for the 20th anniversary. By the time they remake Metal Gear Solid 3, Metal Gear Solid 1, Metal Gear Solid 2, and Metal Gear Solid 4... Might be just about time for Metal Gear Solid 5 on the PlayStation 6. You never know. It says Ground Zeroes was 2014. Is that? That's crazy. Is that right? It yeah. Right. It felt like. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, I feel like. Oh, I think it was like, like March yeah. 2014. And then I think uh, The Phantom Pain came out 2015 sometime. Yeah. I very specifically remember that coming out 2015. Yeah. But. Uh, I don't know. What else do we have to say on the remake? We've talked a lot about like what our hopes and dreams were mm -hmm. should they announce it, but it seems like we're really just going to get a one-to-one -one recreation of the game and new graphics with slightly say, adjusted gameplay. How enticing is Eva going to be? Oh, man. <laughs> it's going to be quiet times a thousand. That means they got to make Naked Snake like, even more awkward. 
because he doesn't do well with girls. I'm looking forward to it, man. <laughs> I'd be kind of curious. It'd be it'd be interesting to see the production process where like we went back to the original VHS tapes that had the motion capture of the actors, <laughs> and and we pulled all that data out again, even though it's like really old, like uh, motion capture suit data. Seems like that's probably what they'll do, right? I mean, as long as they don't do anything dumb, like put Skullface in Delta, because you know he was cleaning up behind Snake. There, I, oh, I seem to recall that in the, the the Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes, I think they had made a few tweaks. Yeah. And references to Metal Gear Solid Two. They did. I think it was a. I don't. I don't remember Ocelot. Um, they, they called Ocelot Shalashashka, which he wasn't original. called until 2. Yeah, exactly. And then they made a reference to Glukovich, right? Who wasn't directly referenced... I think you might be right. ...either in the original version of the game, but yeah. he was in Metal Gear Solid 2, so they, they threw a reference to him in Twin Snakes just to kind of just to kind of try to tie them together just a little bit, a little bit better. And then they also like removed like Mei Ling's accent or, or Naomi's accent, and then that's exactly how they were portrayed mm -hmm. in Metal Gear Solid Four. Right. So you never know. You never know. So it's gonna be like Bigfoot walking in the background. I don't think we'll see hat. Skullface, but that's an interesting idea. It's a really kind of a cute idea. Where he's like walking behind. He like if you if you're at the end of the game, you like run back to the beginning. He's like with a metal detector, just like finding your bullet casings and shit, and just like oh fuck, I hate my job. And if you see him, it probably probably do like I don't know. They gotta do something with like the whole time paradox thing with the ocelot fight. Like, don't kill him because you'll initiate that. So they probably gotta do something like with that. Like, you weren't supposed to see this or something. Maybe I don't know. I I, I really think it's gonna be as few changes as possible. Yeah. I think it's gonna be kind of like that tagline, that, which kind of concerned a few of us. Whereas the when they talked about the uh, Volume 1 collection of Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3, they're like, you know, mm -hmm. the, the the we're going to port the games as completely as possible with yep. a, f a few minor changes to copywritten material or something like that. Yep. I think it's the same way. I think we're going to get a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake with as few changes as humanly possible to, to the level design and gameplay and story. Yeah. So It's I'll... just going to be the, the safest... Um, and, and that's fine. What mm -hmm. the hell? I'll pop in a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake that has glossy 4K graphics and, uh, you know, surround sound and a, and a widescreen presentation and, uh, you know, a, a, a dive roll feature that wasn't in there originally. I'm, I'm cool with it. They're going to have to edit Ocelot's uniform when he's outside the White House. Oh, yeah. He can't be in his uniform. He's got to be wearing something else. At least just like a black suit or something, so they look yeah, like a secret a suit. Yeah. agent. That's that's just almost like, too silly. Finger gun you through the window. Like what the fuck? That has to be like a fever dream or a concussion. That's what we say to ourselves to make sense of it. I think mm -hmm. legitimately, they're just like, look, we can't do a new character model for Ocelot. We can't afford it. There's not enough game data in the game. We either have to have him out there in his Ocelot unit, his. Grew uniform, Russian yeah. uniform during the Cold War outside the what, yep. White House or the Senate, I, or or or, or I, I don't know where that was supposed to be. The Pentagon. Uh -oh. Um. Yeah. While there's a ceremony going with like the heads of state and all yeah. these. The year after the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> right. There's no way in hell he's standing outside uh -oh. that window.
I was going to say, guys, where was Ocelot when JFK was assassinated? He was on the grassy knoll. <laughs> there we go. He was in Dallas. He was spinning his guns and he holstered them real quick before he ran away. Oh my god. Or I guess he, he didn't have the western theme until he met Naked Snake, but... Yeah, you're right. Actually, that's... Yeah, wasn't he the one that suggested It's like, hey, you're handling that gun all wrong. You should have a revolver. And from then on, he he's did... like, you're right. I'm gonna be a cowboy. He Yeehaw. does have the spurs, though, right? He's got spurs. Oh, right. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember him, like, skidding them on the ground as he's, like, riding his motorcycle real hard into a turn. He has spurs. He's always loved the West. Oh, yeah. I, I remember, I think in the instruction manual, Metal Gear Solid 1, they're like, he's a huge Spaghetti Western fan. And it's like, yeah, that tracks. I guess he, a couple of... The year Metal Gear Solid 3 came out was the same year that A Fistful of Dollars came out. I can see him watching that. Anyway, I, I don't know what else to say about the 3 remake. I mean, right now, like, they've just announced it. There's a little yeah. teaser trailer that clearly doesn't have any greater it's meaning not... other than just, like, yeah. there's going to be a big jungle with Metal Gear Solid 3 stuff in it. And there's five screenshots. And I think we only learned uh, the game... The, like, there was a, a letter from the game developer, but it was signed, the game developer. Right. Yep. And then a little bit of digging, I, I guess people realized it was... I want to say Virtuoso? I think it's... it's something like that. It sounded like a Chinese company that was... Yeah. Maybe backing yeah. up some of the people that were originally on the um, MGS3 team. I'm, I'm not familiar with them, but I would imagine they were probably vetted and... and, and... I, it seems like it'd be really hard to screw up a remake of a popular game. I don't know. If you yeah. have the resources, if you have the game developers, and they're like, "Well, you don't here's the source code, and here's all the the the, the uh, uh, performance capture videos that we shot on set." If if you, if you have all that going in, and you, and you can like you know the people are sitting at their workstations with a PlayStation Two or Three playing the old game, going, "Oh yeah, we need to make it like this." It'd be really hard to screw it up, I feel. Of course, it's silly of me to say when so many other things have been screwed up recently in terms of remakes. Mm -hmm. Famously, Resident Evil 3. Uh, I think Resident Evil 4 sort of has a so-so opinion of it, the remake. Yeah, it comes down to that dodge. Um, it, what's funny is when I played through it, I just thought I was sucking. And then it sounds like everyone else was like, no, it's just kind of hit or miss if it actually triggers or not. Um, so there's. Is there's... that like the. Do they still do the full motion video cutscenes where you have to like hit X over and over again to dodge a no. ball? Or... No, yeah, they, they've taken out the, the quick time, mm -hmm. um, like button pressing or whatever. Oh, thank God. I hated that feature. Well, some people, that that's oh, the charm of it. Um, that's the. the you know the the breakup in the actual gameplay or whatever that people liked, but um, I, I like the dodge uh, or the, like the parry. I mean, um, but yeah, I, I guess I just thought I was bad at it. But it sounds like there's a little bit of randomness to it where it doesn't necessarily even like trigger. So mm -hmm. that that kind of sucks. Does that add to the terror or the survival horror nature of the game, or would you just say that's just bad gameplay mechanics? It might just be bad gameplay i mean it definitely adds to like the horror when like you think you can block it's like a coin just, toss of whether or not they'll hit you with a chainsaw or yeah exactly and then you take a chainsaw to the face and you're like okay well it's definitely scary but um 
but yeah, I thought I could block that because it was I was in the right position in the right moment, and then it just didn't happen. And That's I just... how I felt in Alien Isolation. I was sitting in my locker, the alien walks right up to it, and the game's like, press X over and over again. I'm like, oh god, this is fast <laughs> enough. I know it's fast enough, and he'd open the door anyway and eat me. I never stood a chance. I was going to say, Clint, what? I love those QTE events, okay? I those were my favorite. <laughs> let, let me explain a little something. We're, we're all the same age, aren't we? Roughly? I'm 38. 38 as well? Yeah. About to turn 38. All right. So, yeah, we're roughly yeah. all the same age. Did what, what system did you guys grow up with originally? I, I originally had a Nintendo. Yeah. Yep. N NES. Yeah. Okay, so we had NESs, and there there were some certain games that had cutscenes. I mean, like, uh, did you guys play Ninja Gaiden? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ninja but I Gaiden kind of had cutscenes, but like cutscenes always felt like a luxury. It felt like, oh, I've earned the cutscene. Right. I fought this really hard fucking gameplay, and I made it to the cutscene. Yes. And I'm gonna try to beat the next level so I can see what that cutscene is. And more and more as games evolved, I remember the first time my friend owned a Sega Genesis and he loaded it up. And mm -hmm. at the very beginning, it said, Sega. And I'm like, oh, my God, your video game console just said a word <laughs> like that blew my yeah. mind. That a video game console could say a word because it could happen in the arcade. But I never saw it happen on a home console. And then, you know, everybody's laughing and snickering. But like shortly thereafter, like that was the era we mid 90s mm -hmm. where uh, computer games. I, I, I'm at that point. I mostly played computer games, which had like full motion video, like Command and Conquer, where mm. like you'd beat a level, and then like this guy who they filmed would talk to you, who was your, you know, General Shepard. I think his name was. Where he'd, it was like you sort of were earning the cutscene, which was the next part of the story, and you could kind of sit back and watch it like a little movie and go, oh yeah, this is a cool cutscene. This is filmed, you know, cinematically, and there's somebody giving a performance in it, and it's the next part of the story. It was kind of like you were earning it through hard gameplay. Well, then I got to meta Then, you know, a decade later, cut to the first time I played Resident Evil 4. And I'm, I'm playing the game, and I'm, I'm struggling to fight through a village of zombies with pitchforks and chainsaws, and, and I, you, you get to that first cutscene, and it's like, ah, I made it to the cutscene. And I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm sitting back, and my arms are folded, mm -hmm. and I'm joining the cutscene, and a boulder's chasing me, and suddenly it's like press X over and over again. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I want to kick up my feet and enjoy the next part of the story. You're making me work, you assholes. <laughs> Pull that crap right out of there. I never cared for it. Yeah, I definitely died on like that first Kruger fight or whatever. You're just sitting there like he's talking or whatever, and you're like, okay, let me put this controller down. <laughs> Bullshit. And quickly, it's like press L1 or press, you know, X and circle. Everyone oh, was going shit. nuts. I'm just dead. Showering Resident Evil 4 with praise. And I was the one that was like, this sucks. <laughs> this is ruining games. I guess he had never put the controller down because of that game. Uh, it's mm. the stupidest thing that you have to press a button during a cutscene as like part of the gameplay to me. It's like, okay. The screen says press the X button, so I have to press the X button to survive. It's like, that's not gameplay. That's not gameplay. Gameplay's like when the bad guy's coming at you and like you have to know what the buttons do and you have to like make the character do things. But like just like pressing a button, like XY triangle to, to like dodge a fucking something coming at you. No. That's not gameplay. That's just annoying. That's... I was gonna say that's what they call no, it. No, no one it's says I love the event. gameplay during the cutscenes. Like that's just. But it's an event, Clint. 
an event. I, a quick That's time right. It's event. an event. I earned. <laughs> I should get to kick back and watch the event and enjoy it. Just like Metal Gear Solid. Can you imagine Metal Gear Imagine if they remake Metal Gear Solid. Mm -hmm. And you get to uh, Kenneth Baker. And he's going on and on about the Start 2 Act. We just, you know, got rid of all the nuclear missiles. And they're showing footage of nuclear missiles taking off, you know, launch pads in 1950. And then suddenly you have to press the X button. <laughs> or or something will happen. The bomb goes off accidentally. Or the, the cyborg ninja cuts your head off because he came back to the room. No. Just give me the goddamn story during the cutscene. I'll do something better. When those two guys have heart attacks, you quickly have to hit X to resuscitate them. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> Don't die oh, on me, damn, damn it. Damn it. What's wrong? Pound the chest with, with square or circle. But it's like you could never save them. Like, I, no. I get what you're saying, though. Like, there, there is an interactive element that you could add. Yeah. I don't know. They kind of, well, I guess they kind of do that during the the torture scene, though. Oh yeah, true. Where you press X and and survive yeah. the torture, or Meryl dies. Yeah, I was just saying, the only thing they really did was like they you know hit R one to like see viewpoint or like see additional pictures or something. But that was lot. like a cool Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. The first couple of times you could hit R one and see like new stuff, I missed it because I wasn't anticipating it, but. Mm -hmm. It gave me a reason to play through the game again and go, okay, this time when I play through, I'm going to hit R1 during all the cutscenes and look around the room. That's like a cool That's like a cool way of doing it. The Resident Evil 4 way of doing it sucks. You, I better, hate it. <laughs> you better pray. Dalton doesn't have quick time events like when the fear hits you with that crossbow and you're like, quickly, press X to pull that thing out of you. If, if they add quick time events to the fear fight, which is probably my least favorite boss fight in any Metal Gear game, I'm going to fucking explode. They're gonna oh, add man. the quick time events to all the like the the fight with like the boss. Any interaction with the boss, and she does like CQC on you. It's gonna be press X to do yeah. this. Press and that might just, be cool. Or and like you're just gonna well, you're gonna get caught off guard at least the first time, and then I could, you know, I'll probably be throwing a controller or something too. Like oh. what the hell is? <laughs> they kind of do it during uh, some of the kind mm -hmm. like when Eva. Every time Eva talks to you, it's like you can, you can press R one and like snakes just like looking right at her rack. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's very revealing of the character, and that's like a very cool way to handle it. It's like, okay, I'm playing a pervert. But when Are you're we... playing Leon Kennedy, who's already dumber than a box of rocks, and you have to be quick to the trigger when a boulder comes... I don't... No thanks. No thanks. Maybe they'll do they'll do it for the CQC. When you, when yeah. The counter. Maybe. Wait, 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 that would no. that, be a cool I mean... way of doing it, where everything slows down and suddenly yeah. it's like, press... No, I'm, what if they do the opposite? What if it's like a parry system, but with like fighting CQC and you got to time it just right or it's just seamless? You got to figure it out on your own. This is all real fun speculation. We just <laughs> simply won't know until they release the game. I just we don't want... even know what the release date is yet, but I would imagine since they announced it, it like yeah. I know sometimes games can get announced and then it's like two years later, three years later, it's still getting delayed. But I would imagine this is going to be hot off the presses probably next year for the 20th probably. anniversary. Maybe for the holidays. Well, you you think maybe? I don't know. I mean, fair for the winter, maybe get people locked up in the homes. The winter, it's snowing outside. Hey, play some Delta. I do seem to recall Resident. No, uh, I seem to recall Metal Gear Solid Three coming out around. It was November. Winter time, because I, yeah. I remember really yeah. being like dressed warm and just like yeah. 
really kind of having the fireplace going and snow outside and just really <laughs> taking in the game. I got it for Christmas, so that's why. <laughs> yeah, I kind of probably exactly it. how I got it because I I, yeah. I would have been deep in like uh, first semester of college. I wouldn't have had time yep. to play it when it came out. <laughs> I would have had to have waited till Christmas. You know what, yeah. Clint? Clint, the you know the boss's will. Mm-hmm. Quick time events for Delta, for you, just for you. I'm gonna will it. I'm gonna like constantly mention it to Konami. I, I think I've already taken off, taken on enough of my burden for the Metal Gear Solid community. I don't. I, I, <laughs> I have nothing left to give the Metal Gear Solid community. Every Christmas when I get spare spinning cash, it yeah. all goes on these SF3D model kits, so I can figure out how they <laughs> built Metal Gear D, and everyone can feel really enlightened that they know a little more about how that model was made. It's two years in a row. I've missed out on my Christmas money. <laughs> I'm about to the point where I'm going to do a Kickstarter and go, hey, mm. guys, if you want the project to continue, I, I, I need some funds for research. Hey, I need I to buy some of these magazines, these large print magazines. I need to buy some of these extra model kits. And I, I can't shoulder all the costs because they're just too fucking expensive for one yeah. person. I told you a little while ago, like for that one book you were saying that has uh, all those models in there. Um yeah, if you want to start a Kickstarter. You know, I'm strongly considering it. And, and there's just the part of me that's like, I feel... I, mm. I've never done anything like that before in my life. I've never put something out there and said, give me money so I can I can play with it. It just... I grew up real old-fashioned. <laughs> it feels wrong. Even though that's exactly what I'd yeah. use it for. If people donated to a Kickstarter... I would take that money. I'd buy other SF3D model kits that I don't have that I think they used to create Metal Gear D. I would buy those MSF magazines, those two-page ads where you get the full resolution of those model kits on a big image. And I would go to town working on it and, and updating people on my progress every step of the way. Um, I'm considering it. I'm really considering it. But I've already got six of these model kits and I figured out a lot. But I, I, I probably like... 80% there not in terms of the build but in terms of understanding how they built it right, I want right. to understand fully how they built it before I really start committing super glue <laughs> to model kit parts rare expensive model kit parts yeah yeah I, I've mm. glued a few together a few that I absolutely know go together without fail but um, that's just so I can sort of get a sense and kind of put them together and go okay it's still very much in a very early phase right now and I, I I appreciate everybody being so patient with it because I know people are following me, but like I'm, I've got a, a five month old at home, and I'm not sleeping, and I, I have no free time, and the only reason I'm on this podcast stream right now is that it's Father's Day weekend, and I have a little bit of, I have a little bit of power on Father's Day weekend. I can say for Father's Day weekend, I, I just want to talk to my friends for a few. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm in the same boat with you, Clint. Like, it's Father's Day weekend, so I'm staying up late. I, I'm like, Hi, honey, uh, <laughs> tonight can I not put the baby to bed and stay up till 3 a.m.? <laughs> Time I've been using lately to read The Shining. I recommend I was, it. I was going to say, Clint, you should definitely start that Kickstarter because it's, it's for an actual research and development. Yeah. That's what I do. That'd be my goal. Mm. And that's my greatest fear, too, is that. Yeah. If I did a Kickstarter and I'm like, okay, and, and I calculated the cost because like I, I would go online and go, these are the model kits I still need. Th this is like roughly the cheapest price I could pay for each of those vintage model kits on eBay. This is 
how much those magazines go for when they pop up on eBay. Maybe I want extra money too because I am interested in looking into how they made the Metal Gear Rex model kit. Shinkawa mm. made it. As well as getting reference materials for that. I am also interested in making Metal Gear D at a, at a larger scale, which I could do if I had one of the mm. Ashley Wood 3A Crote model kits that came out like seven years ago that are out of print now. And like the cheapest one on eBay goes for about three hundred and fifty to four hundred dollars, and that Ooh. most expensive is a thousand dollars. I'd be interested. Like if I did a Kickstarter and, and people are like, "We really want these answers, and we'd be really curious to support this project." My biggest fear would be that the metal community would raise too much money. <laughs> what what if they threw like thirty thousand dollars at me? It's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with thirty thousand dollars? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I could buy, like, six dozen model kits and just build it over and over again, but at a certain point, like, I'm just a slave to building these fucking Metal Gear 2 model kits. It's like, I'll, I'll set a goal, like, but once I hit that goal, stop donating. I don't want more money. <laughs> I just want the goal. So I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'll probably ask uh, Amanda how mm -hmm. it went uh, raising money for MGS Con. Yeah, yeah, and maybe, and, and again too, the the Metal Gear community right now that they they, they, they want to go to MGS cons, they got to buy airplane tickets, they got to buy tickets to MGS con, they they want to, to buy the yep. the Volume One collection, they want to buy the three remake. Right now, I just don't feel like burdening them with <laughs> with this. So, and also too, right now, I just don't have the time. So I'm I'm not gonna take people's money until it's like, okay, my kid is an adult, I have free time. <laughs> The, the moment I get my hands on money, I can hit the ground running. I I, I don't want to raise any money until until I I have free time again, which probably within the next year. But yeah, I'm super interested in that. Yeah, I mean the response to MGS Con that was, mm. I mean I I know you guys were watching it too, but that was, it was just. It was really fun in the last few days watching that whole thing kind of come together and just kind of rooting for yeah. it. And, and it was the craziest thing because, yeah. like, uh, you know, Amanda said it herself on on some of the podcast appearances she's she's done. Whereas, like, I, I forget how early she started it. I don't know if it was like a thirty day. I think it was thirty days. Um, I remember when it hit the two week mark. It's like it's not halfway there, and it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. It's we're at the halfway point right right yeah and then it got down to about three days left and it's like oh my god it's it's, it's it looks like it's gonna fail and i just i don't know i mean i i i know i tried to do what i could and i know yeah. johnny you did a lot too and a lot of people did a lot yeah, where it's just like look people aren't looking for this thing people aren't looking for this kickstarter link you have to throw it in their timeline again and again and again and again yeah so that they f they feel like it's legit and they feel like it's out there and, and and I don't know I think once we approach that deadline and and people realize oh shit when they asked for donations they meant from me they didn't mean <laughs> from other people that weren't me right like if we want this thing to happen we got to pitch in some money so and I I know Johnny you and I did a couple of couple of streams to raise money for it I I started gluing some model yeah. kit pieces together and and you did a, a playthrough of Metal Gear Solid One. And I know there, there were there were even bigger streams. Who who were those guys who did like a thirty six hour um, run of Metal Gear or something? Uh, DRK, I yep. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was incredible. And Okajima Frequency did a few uh, uh, live streams for it. It was like we're just 
We tried to do what we could. It was kind of just fly by the seat of your pants, make it up as you go along. Hey, Metal Gear community, look at me. Yeah. Donate. Right, right. Donate now. Yeah. And, like... and luckily we pulled it off, but we, we've talked to Amanda where it's like, look, mm -hmm. if, if, if you need to do a Kickstarter again next year, we should plan something where it's like, mm -hmm. On day one of the Kickstarter, there's going to be a live stream of, uh, of Apache doing this blindfolded. On day two, there's going to be a live stream of Johnny talking about Johnny Sasaki and his diarrhea problem. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> On day three, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll throw some model parts in front of my uh, little little <laughs> camera here and, and, and show you what's going on. Glue a couple fingers together or something. Oh, I was totally doing that. <laughs> I was gluing things, but I was so distracted because, like, uh, Johnny was talking, Amanda was talking, mm -hmm. Nitro jumped in at a certain point and was showing us real cool stuff modding Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah, I was there. And, yeah, I was like... I was watching. Fuck, I was gluing my fingers together and I was dropping model pieces yeah. on the floor. I'm like, this is a fucking nightmare. I just started messaging people, like, hey, can you come on this? Like, you got free time? Like, just yeah. anybody I can get my hands on. You know, God, God knows what actually contributed or, or helped. It may have just been us tweeting and retweeting the link over and over again, and it was none of the live streams. I, I don't know. <laughs> I know some of the live streams attracted a lot of people. I, I remember when you were doing the MGS1 mm -hmm. playthrough, what did we have toward the end? It was like 200, 300 people. Yeah, I think it was DRK stream. Like, he, like, rated ours, and it was like... Oh, I think wow. I think it was like it started at 600 and then ended with like 250 or something like that. Oh it was it was way more than I was like we were usually getting like maybe between 20 and 30 and the lowest was like maybe 14. Yeah, I thought we had like 20 people in there with us. So I was getting real <laughs> candid and just saying whatever and, and Johnny's like we got 600 people and I'm like what the fuck? No, Amanda <laughs> told you cuz you cuz you're like what like how many people we have? And you know those streams I was just doing it so I can like kind of get her to be distracted because it was just weighing heavy on her on her head. I can understand. Well, sure. You know, it's Everyone baby. wanted to pitch in in yeah. some way, even if it was just drawing attention to the project. And yeah, I just wanted her to come on and just like, hey, you know, yeah. let's just have a conversation. Let's. What relax. gave her a chance to? I mean, I, mm -hmm. I know she she has a YouTube channel and she posts these amazing videos, but she was probably way too busy to do any of that on her mm -hmm. own. But be, being a guest on somebody else's YouTube channel or somebody else's podcast is a little easier. Yeah. And it gave her a chance to kind of talk and talk through the process and what she was trying to accomplish. I think it really, really helped. Yeah, people listening, please. MGS Con, LA. What, what, guys, what is it? Early July, July 6th or something like that? Uh, 15th. July 15th. Yeah. July 15th. I was going to say, I'm going to be out there and Clint, I'm probably going to put you on a pad and just have you on my chest. I. That's what I want. <laughs> Dude, can I get on in on that stream? I want to. I want to. Uh, yes, I want Johnny walking around with a chest on a lanyard. Yeah, I yeah. want to experience. I want Johnny to be my avatar for me to attend MGS Con. It'd be like Quaid or something from Total Recall. Like there little... you go. Yeah. <laughs> Open your mind. Like if you because if you have questions for D model and Lenny, speak to my chest. It's not awkward at all for Johnny. I, I look forward to when Johnny mm. has to use the bathroom and he like walks. I'm staring oh. at like a urinal. I'm like, guys, the video's coming off, but the audio. Yeah, still we on. didn't didn't uh, think that went through. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, oh no, yeah. If you're in the LA area, yeah. you're gonna be in the LA area mid July, or 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 maybe you don't even mm. live anywhere close to LA, but you're like, you know what? I could I could I could I could whip together some plane tickets and fly out there for MGS Con. You really should consider it. Uh, it seems like they got quite a few celebrity guests, right? Yeah, there's a lot now. Yeah. 
There's they've got the voice yeah. actress who was the boss. They've got the voice actress who was Meryl. They, they've um, do, do they have the the singer the the woman who sung the Snake Eater theme? I think she's streaming. Is it Cynthia? No, um, the, no, not, not Snake oh. Eater. I think it's the other one for like she did Sins of the Father. And... We're such bad custodians for Damn the Metal Gear franchise. About... We don't know these simple questions. I'm talking about Donna Burke. Don, I, Donna Burke. I think it's Donna. Is, yeah, I think okay. Donna's streaming. I think she's streaming. Yeah, I think I don't know if she's there live. I don't think they've announced David Hayter yet, have they? No, he's doing something else. I think he's like, I think he'll be out of the country. Still though, this this is there there hasn't been an M, there hasn't been a Metal Gear convention before, at least no. not in the United States. There's been events like uh, mm. the, the Metal Gear 20th anniversary party, where I've gotten some pictures of Metal Gear D, the, the Metal Gear Solid 25th anniversary party, where the, the, they announced Metal Gear Solid 5 and. Again, had the Metal Gear models present there in a display case. There's been cool industry events like that, but there's never been like a fan convention where you can kind of cosplay and and, yeah. and and go hang out. I I would love nothing more than to go and just hang out with you guys. Like, I really really wanted to do it this year, but I just I in good conscience I couldn't ask my wife stay home for a few days with our you know. <laughs> Five month old, and let me go party with my friends in LA. I just, I couldn't do it ethically. <laughs> yeah, it's totally understandable. Totally so I, understandable. I, I thought the appropriate place for Metal Gear D to show up would be the MGS Con Two, Solid Snake. There you go. So that's that's my, my plan. I'll, I'll be at the next one she throws next year. Will you dress up as Metal, Metal Gear D? Like like cardboard. I can figure out how to build it. Yeah. No, no, like the, the model, like you literally just build a costume, like made of cardboard. Yeah. If I could yeah. figure out how to build it, <laughs> my my statement still stays the same. Either that, or you got to come as Gray Fox. I, now that I would do. Oh yeah, dye my hair white, and and, and uh, however he was dressed in that second game, green fatigues. I think. But yeah, I think that's all it was. Yeah, Johnny, we could set your head on fire, and you could be Solid Snake to my to my <laughs> Gray Fox. Uh, be a lot of fun. I I don't even know what like what's the total amount because I think we talked to like Amanda like way when it like started, like when it was uh, when it, when it the, the goal was fifteen thousand and she raised seventeen thousand. No, I mean like in attendance. Like I'm not even sure oh. like, how many people because she she did mention like in those streams like there was like a limit because they still have passes available for like. If She's you thrown some numbers out there. I know there's like a, yeah. uh, I I bought the Colonel tier, which is those of us that are going to try to watch virtually. Mm. Yeah. Whatever they have set up, and there's just a lot of people who who are attending virtually. Yeah. And we had all kinds of uh, talks at the time of like, gosh, we could have like a chat room where we're all in the chat room together, and then there's like a camera that where we can see what's going on at various events. Yeah. Um, where it's just like this like cool online club where where we get a chat live during the events and have exclusive insights into the, into the event, but. Um, I haven't had a chance to look into anything. Uh, I'm probably yeah. gonna scramble at the last minute and go, "Oh shit, what is it? J July 13th? I mean, oh, um, I better figure out how the fuck I I attend this thing." They're still like, uh, they're telling people now to like, if you have whatever passes, to go to the uh, the Discord now. Okay, that's so probably posted at uh, because the Twitter account is at MGSCon, mm -hmm. and I, I'd imagine the Discord link is just right there, right? I think they may have like emailed it to people that bought the passes or okay. I don't know how, how I don't even remember because it was so long ago when they first did it. I just like clicked. It doesn't link. matter, people. If yeah. you just like tweet at MGS Con or you tweet at or the website. Amanda Lemon, 
Yeah. Or even us. Someone will answer the question. I'll so answer the question. Was a, uh, there was a password and stuff to get into the Discord. It was in the oh, email. Just... Yeah, yeah. I think it might be on the website too. MGSCon.com. MGSCon. MGSCon.com. MGSCon.com. You might be right. I hate to put wrong information out there. So, Johnny, do some research. If you're wrong, we need you to edit this video and dub your voiceover, okay? It'll probably be like something else. We yeah. don't want to spread misinformation. We learned these That's lessons true. in Metal Gear Solid 2, Johnny. That's true. I, sh I should be more responsible. You should be. I should be, but I'm not. Because if we were all going, we, we I would get all of us drunk and probably high in edibles. Oh, that'd be so much fun. Amanda would hate us so much. I was gonna say no on the Discord. She sent us, she sent us like, um, like Google Maps of all the, the dispensaries nearby. She's oh, like, have fun, guys! She's so wonderful. <laughs> and I was like, yes, let's that's, do it. That's a really good person. <laughs> I asked her, like, can I call you if I get arrested? Would you be my call? Not to bail me, but she's like, hey, I'm in jail. Can you like contact my wife? <laughs> But couldn't you use your one phone call to do that? I wouldn't do it. She'll scream. She'll scream before she'll uh, let me like tell her what's happening. We should just carry a suitcase full of cash with us in case we need bail money. That seems like a smart decision in LA, right? Yeah, that that's a great idea. <laughs> Lenny, <laughs> Lenny, are you going? <laughs> no, I got a wedding that I'm going to. Um, it's it's my fiance's friend's wedding, so I can't really bail on it. But I don't really have any horse in that race so i'm kind of like so a foot engaged, out the door like, uh, trying to get out of that well we've been engaged for seven years now so she's oh, basically mm -hmm. my wife covid kind of just you know kind of ruined our our plans there so we, we just really haven't made it official but you know johnny may disagree cool. with me but my, my advice to you guys you probably want the big wedding and the photographer and all that shit don't do it you guys should elope that, oh, hey, that's okay. We've we've thought about that. We're going down to the maybe going down to the courthouse and just doing that, getting it over with. You'll and, save yeah. so much money that you'll yep. be so happy on the other side of what would have been your expensive wedding. Yeah, because I would you... rather have had that money on the other side of our wedding than exactly the photographs of the wedding. Mm -hmm. Use that okay, money for other stuff. Me and my friend standing in tuxedos outside, sweating like crazy. It was a good day. Oh, man. <laughs> It would have been nice if we had that $10,000 head start on life, though. Right. That's just I mean, my advice. No, and, and we've thought about that. And we're, you know, probably saving the money for a house or something. Because I'm, I'm from California, decision. so the, the houses are ex extremely expensive. But houses uh, are equity, and a wedding is not. True, but... Unless but... you're a celebrity and you can, like, sell your wedding <laughs> photos for thousands of dollars to the media. I, I don't know, but... Probably not going to happen in the time that you wait. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, so I'm occupied. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll be trying to join in on the, the stream. Me as uh, well. I figured what the hell. There's got to be a few of us in the stream that, uh, you know, carry the torch for that that experience. And, uh, you know, brag that we were there in the, in the chat room with everyone right. else. <laughs> uh, I bet it'll be a lot of fun. Well, we've talked about the remake. We talked about MGS Con. We talked a little bit about uh, the Metal Gear Solid Collection. I guess everybody's, well, just a few of us. I mean, our only real concern is: are they going to pull out the archival footage, and is that 
Does that mean it's no longer, you know, authentically the piece of art that Kojima created? I don't know. Where do you guys stand on that? Or do you guys I... even... Well, I think I kind of started this thing by talking about that um, in in the replay that I just did. Um, though those scenes definitely ground um, a lot of the the actual like context and dialogue, um, or like especially like at the end when the boss is giving her her monologue about you know why she's she's you know her her plan and all that. There's those scenes kind of solidify like. It almost makes it feel like it actually did happen because it's it's in within the historical context. So it, it definitely grounds it, in my opinion. Um, so taking that out, I, my first thought is like, oh, okay, you can't do that. But then I don't know how I, if I actually saw that scene with it gone, would, shit, would I even notice? Like, if That's someone just question. If I, I just mean, it's all vague recollections. When the boss starts talking, like, I, I imagine that they show footage of, like, the Mercury astronauts. Um, They just show vintage footage of, like, JFK and the, and the, right, and the missiles right. in Turkey and the Cuban Missile Crisis. They show vintage footage of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Would we even notice if they changed it so that it was newspaper headlines? Cuban Missile Crisis mm. strikes the southern coast of the United States. And then it's just like a generic picture of ships. Would we notice that something was missing? But even beyond that, is it is it good enough that the games exist on PlayStation 2 as used copies? And that there there's just that record of the original version of the game is just out there in pawn shops and on eBay and uh, the used section of Amazon until there's just less and less copy. I mean, I don't know. There's millions of copies of Metal Gear Solid 2 that was sold worldwide. If I wanted to tomorrow, I could probably go to a pawn shop and buy E.T. on Atari or uh, Super Mario Bros. 2 on Nintendo. So, I don't know. I feel like video games is still a fairly new art form. If, if we're going to compare it to the motion picture industry, we're probably in like the 1930s right now in terms of the motion picture industry. When films were making the transition from silent to talky pictures. And, you know, a lot of films were just thrown in the fucking trash so they had room in the studio vault for new movies, you know? And that's the comparison I use is like, you know, one day, like a hundred years from now, when video games are really considered an art form and it's important to each video game company and we have a library of Congress for video games where they had the original source code stored somewhere, you know. Are, are 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 we chipping away at the Metal Gear Solid games like Nitroid thinks? I mean, I, I sort of think they are. But at the same time, I don't know how you go about preserving certain aspects of Metal Gear Solid. The original game, Psycho Mantis, reads your memory card. Right. And says, I see you like to play Castlevania on PlayStation 1. Yep. How can you possibly preserve that other than re-recording new dialogue from the voice actor and reprogram the reprogramming the, the video game to, to, to read your save data on your PlayStation 5 to create something that's a close approximation. Because nothing will trigger that cutscene if, 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 unless you tamper with it a little bit. And if you don't tamper with it a little bit, it's just lost to history unless you, you're playing it on your broken, used PS1 that seven people have owned before you. 
if you, if you bought one on eBay recently just to experience the original game, but even then you would have to have played a whole bunch of other games that you probably aren't going to play to trigger that cutscene. Or switching your controller port from control port 1 to control port 2. There, there are certain things that's mm -hmm. like it's tough enough to preserve. You know? That, uh, to me, that's the tough stuff to preserve. That paying the, the rights for archival footage, that's just a bill that, that they have to pay. Right. Yeah, it, it should have just been a bill, and, and they should have mm. just paid it and then included it. And then, But also, like too, saying... like we have no insight in, into the... They may have paid $500 for archival footage back in 2004, and then maybe those companies that own the archival footage are like, shit, they use that footage in a video game series that sells millions of copies worldwide? We're going to charge you $3 million for it. Yeah. When the license needs to be renewed. It, and I just wish Konami would come forward and say, yeah, that's what they're doing. <laughs> uh, we had to renew the, the, the footage and now they're charging us, you know, 17,000 times as much. And we don't feel like that's... And then we as fans could go, yeah, you know what? I, I kind of agree with you. Uh, it's not that important. But I feel like we at least... Because not getting an answer just makes me feel like Konami's being cheap. When they're like, minimal edits to the archival footage. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Are they really charging you that much for old footage of JFK and the Mercury rockets taking off? It's in black and white. I find it really hard to believe. I mean, uh, going back to like when I was doing those live streams, uh, playing the integral port, I like as I'm playing... Uh, I think both Amanda and people in the chat noticed, like, oh, Psycho Manus didn't mention anything about memory because you're playing on a PC. N then you're not changing your port on your controller because, again, you're playing on a PC, playing through Bluetooth. So, you know, for somebody who's played the games, that is something you're missing. And you go, like, well, that was kind of like the, you know, the, the, the magic of it for this game. But for new players, they're not going to know anything about it. And just continue on. Mm -hmm. So it, it's kind of like that double-edged sword. Where it's like, all right, people who play this game will remember. It's it's it was to me when I played it, it was very minimal. It was still seamless. And I mean, the only thing I could think they can do for when they port these when they port three, it's it are they gonna? Re I mean, obviously it's it's minimally edited, but what are you doing to 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 cover it up or to like make it go through like you know basically seamless as you're playing are you going to you know have show different you know are you going to show the characters that are, as they're talking about such and such that would be a solution yeah but it's kind of a it's kind of like a editing montage and and you think of yeah. Kojima as the director um you know being in the edit bay, deciding what shots he wants to use and what, it's, what he wants to zoom in on or what he wants to pan over on. I don't know what the answer is. Uh, you know, just having a shot of Snake, Snake standing there talking on his uh, radio, that's a solution. Like I it. said, you know, kind of like the beginning of the game has all these newspaper headlines. You could have a montage of like mm -hmm. newspaper headlines with like historic photos that aren't, that you don't have to license. Or you just fake photographs on fake newspaper headlines rather than using mm. archival footage, which for some reason is super expensive or it's the exact same fucking rate and they just don't want to pay the, the fee because maybe mm -hmm. Kojima the auteur was like, yes, I want to spend $500,000 on this archival footage. 
But now that he's long gone and the company's stuck with this renewal fee bill again, they're like, fuck that. Mm. We're not paying 500000 We're not losing $500,000 of profit just so there's right. a couple of extra clips of Jeff K in there. I just, I wish, I wish we knew more. They're, they're doing probably the responsible thing as a company and, and, mm. and not sharing more information than they need to share. But at the same time, too, if we don't have an answer, it just feels like they're not being transparent. It feels like they're being a little cheap. Yeah. And there's yeah, already yeah. so many things about the game that are so hard to preserve. It's like, this is one of the easy things. All you have to do is write a check for it. No, no we don't know how much that yeah. check is because we're not in the industry, but it seems like a video game would pull in a hell of a lot more money than archival footage would cost to rent out for another 20 years. It's like one of those things where you're not going to make everybody happy because you can, company can come out and show like a side by side comparison. Like this is with the original, and this is what we're doing, and then people are just going to be like, I don't mm -hmm. like it, or other people going to be like, Oh, I didn't notice anything. If so I could go to Konami.com yeah. and they have like a, a little mini documentaries about the production of the game, where they're like, Okay, here, here's how it was edited before, and here's how we've had to re-edit it without that footage now, and you know, walk us through the process. I, I'd probably feel a lot better. But I, I have to admit, with with you know Lenny, mm -hmm. when the games come out and we we play the Volume One collection, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to spot what's missing because <laughs> I'm not familiar enough with mm -hmm. those uh, edited montage sequences. I mean, for God's sakes, I mean it's like 20 minutes of dialogue where they play like old timey black and white footage over it. <laughs> Like, are, are we just going to be missing a few shots? Or are we going to miss, be missing significant amount of footage that has to be replaced with Snake just standing there talking on his radio? Or Snake just, you know, or just a back and forth between, you know, Snake talking and, and um, you know, the Zeros saying this. I don't know. I mean, they could have run, run an experiment. Konami could have run an experiment and said, you know, this, these, this is the group that owns that footage. And this is what they want to charge. How do you feel about that? And then depending how big the fan base comes out for it, kind of shame whoever owns the footage to go like, you know, why are you doing this? Like, you're you're basically hurting this art medium of video games over here. I think they could handle it completely differently. I, 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 I think they could say, okay, we don't feel like this is worth it, but clearly there's an outcry in the fan community. If you guys feel like it's worth it, mm. we're going to do a donation campaign. And you can go to konami.com slash donate MGS Delta and donate your money and we need x number of dollars to get the the stock footage back and if you the fan community really want that stock footage in there that we don't care about that's not a, gonna happen no. that's not gonna happen you're, you're gonna get people like no one's gonna pay for the game twice basically like i know yeah. uh, that's not like, gonna happen that's a shitty thing right. for a company to do to say production costs of our game you guys pay mm -hmm. for it and then you're gonna right, turn around and right. buy the product in, in stores when we release it that's a shitty thing to do but still I think I think fans would come forward and pay the fees. Hey, I was gonna say, you know, what would be shittier if like the the Delta, like whatever, they say like, all right, you want that archival footage? Well, here's this, you know, collectors, whatever, this huge, magnificent thing that you want that includes it that you gotta pay extra because these games are gonna have a special encoded, you know, whatever code to like make sure that these are the only games that'll play that. But they won't do it. They won't do any of these things. They'll be like, no, fuck it. We don't want to pay people extra money that we don't have. We don't need to. It's their it's their game. It's it's their responsibility yeah. to allocate a budget. 
it's their yeah. response it's the producer's responsibility to figure out how much gets spent on what part of the project um if they needed to save on costs and go look mm -hmm. we're going to scrap the archival footage that's fifty thousand dollars we just don't want to pay that we could put towards something else well i was gonna say we already know they're saving on costs by just reusing their recordings from the previous game well, I, I'm fine with that, too. It's yeah. like, I, I want that, you know? I mean, the, the idea of bringing in the cast again and have them re-record their lines for a, a brand new experience, that's kind of a cool idea, but I, I would always have preferred the original recordings on Metal Gear Solid 1 if they were could be used, and it sounds like they couldn't be. Well, they acted like if you clean up the recordings, which you would have had yeah. to have done, you would hear cars honking in the background, and you would hear cars driving by. It's like, really? Well, for Delta, you can't do it because wasn't wasn't the the Fury voiced by John Sigan? Oh, is that a actor that we've lost in the last? Yeah, years? who also vo who also voiced the uh, Big Boss for Metal Gear Solid Four? Didn't he do both? I I will admit I I did not know that connection. But I, um, if that's the we, case, we, we've lost. He's dead. I know we've lost some actors. Like we lost Earl Earl Bean recently. Who is uh, the psychiatrist in the Terminator and Terminator 2? And he <laughs> played Grulukovich in Metal Gear Solid 2. And in my head, he is Grulukovich. I, I associate his voice and his performance with that character. And whenever they, they roll around to remaking Metal Gear Solid 2, I would prefer archival footage or, or audio recordings. And not just for the deceased actors, but, but really for all of them, unless there's a good reason not to, like. Again, we, we come up to that issue. Like, I think that if they remake another game next, it's going to be Metal Gear Solid 1, and they'll still have that same issue. They're going to have to go, okay, we can't use the original English recordings because they're bad. Do we use the recordings made in 2004 for the Nintendo game? Which have complaints from fans. Right. There's some issues there. Uh, or do we bring them in and have them re-record it all over again a third time? I think I've been told too that there isn't there some like an audiobook version or something? For for which Clint? Metal Gear Solid One. Um there's a Oh you mean graphic a, novel? The graphic novel that has like audio. So do they re record their lines a third time for that? In between the the original game and Twin Snakes? I don't know. I haven't I don't know. I, I remember I Brought this point once, and, and, and uh, I think it was Nitroid corrected me because I said, "How interesting that the the voice cast who did the original game came back and revoiced their roles for a remake." And he said, "Well, that's not the that's not the only time they did it. They also did it for the graphic novel audio version or something." And it's like, "Well, shit! Can you use that? <laughs> was that recorded more professionally? I don't know." Or it might just be a situation where they have to bite the bullet and they go, oh, "We got to bring in all the voice actors again and have them record it one last time." Because we can't use the Nintendo GameCube version for whatever reason. Um, they can't use the original version because it just wasn't recorded in a professional sound studio, soundproof studio. I don't know. I, I, I'd be. I'm actually. This is making me super curious now to see if they remake Metal Gear Solid One next and what they do about the audio situation. I was gonna say I screwed up. John Sagan did the voice of Solidus Snake. Oh. For two. The, there you go, but two. What do you do for two? He dead. What do you do for two? Let's <laughs> <laughs> say he dead. He dead. No. We're going to run to that point because, like, as time goes on, people age, people die suddenly. Mm -hmm. 
Watch out. That's so a you, you can either project. pull the best archival record, and maybe they could pull all of them. Go, okay, yeah. we're going to pull the, the PlayStation audio recordings and see what we can use. Surely there's something in there we can use. Maybe we can license and, and purchase the Nintendo GameCube remake recordings, and and maybe mm. we can purchase the, the, the audiobook graphic novel recordings and cobble something together that's that's fans will be super happy with. With maybe a little additional dialogue recording from them in present day. I, I, I don't know. Do you imagine these companies going to Nintendo be like, hey, remember that Twin Snakes game? Can we have that audio recording? And Nintendo will be like, yeah. Nintendo goes, mil- no? $3 million. <laughs> Three million. Well, it was made under silicone. Well, but the... They're not around anymore, are they? Weren't the cutscenes made by Konami, but the gameplay was made by Sil- Silicon Knights? But I also know that they brought in like a famous Japanese director who was hot in the early 2000s. Mm. But he was like a director that did a lot of bullet time bullshit oh, in the wake of the Matrix. And Kojima yeah. was a fan, I guess, and was like, oh, do your thing. Do your, oh, man, direct the cutscenes however you want. Make it crazier. And that's where we have the backflips off missiles and stuff, and Snake having little panic attack freakouts and. All the stuff that people complain about that I'm like, guys, it's it's a different game. I mean, mm-hmm. the remake is not not the official Metal Gear Solid one. It's just like a, a cute, fun, different experience. And that's what I feel about this Metal Gear Solid Delta. It's like, okay, this is not the breakthrough game. This is not the game directed by Kojima, which is going to be the, the, the official Metal Gear Solid 3 in people's hearts. Mm-hmm. But this will be a fun like remake, a little revamp of, of that experience where we get to buy a game that's got glossy graphics and new gameplay. And it's like we all have fun with it for a couple of years. And based on the quality of it, might stand the test of time, might not. I don't think Twin Snakes stood the test of time. I just you can't get it anymore. Uh, it sounds like Metal Gear or uh, sounds like Resident Evil 3 didn't stand the test of time. And people are, are going to be glad to forget that game. But Resident Evil 2... Sounds like people are going to be playing that 20, 30 years from now. Delta has to be a solid game because Konami is not liquid. <laughs> Konami's not going to liquidate their assets. No. Yeah, I, I'm excited. It, it won't be... I'll never look at it as, oh, this... this compl-, And this is the discussion a lot of people have when it comes to remakes. Is, is it going to... It, it's never going to re- replace the original. It's 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 just going to be, is this remake fun? And is this remake mm-hmm. going to be in the mm-hmm. rotation when I go through the Metal Gear games? Or is it going to suck? <laughs> and I'll forget about it as quickly as I as I uh, decided to purchase it on day one. Someone's going to stream the game, and it's going to be about what can Snake eat? That's I'm what, sure. I, I'm thinking like weird stuff. Like What are weird things people are going to stream about for the game? I know Apache's. I feel like Apache has been deflecting questions about streaming the remake. He's like, guys, yeah. I, I streamed the original one. That's that one. I know, like clockwork. I feel like we're gonna see. I feel like we're gonna see Apache stream the remake. I feel like it's gonna come out. He's gonna play it over and over and over again. And I feel mm. like within a couple of months, we're gonna see him start to start to stream it if it's if it's a good game. Yeah, I think he mentioned that. If it's good, he'll stream it, maybe. I mean, if I were in his shoes, I totally would. How cool would it be to hold the world record on the original game and the remake? I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm not that good. I have no idea. I'm not I that mean, good either. It, it There's the part of me that's like, I would like to do the Ghost Babble level yeah. one thing, which apparently you can master right? in a few minutes, just to have my name on a world record. But that that one's like a almost a lark. It's like a joke. 
but then you go you go into like how speedrunner friendly would this would Delta be? New gameplay with slick slick graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, new slick uh, modern gameplay, but it's like the PS2 level design, which is really short and easy to run through if you just run through it. That's why I really feel like, gosh, I'd, I'd really love it if they just open those fucking levels up. To, to me, that's that's the difference I want. It's like... You guys are already delivering me the original Metal Gear Solid 3 on a silver platter later this year. I'm going to be playing those levels over and over again over the next year. And then when Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake comes out, unless you've like radically changed something... It's not going to be this mind-blowing experience. I mean, it probably won't ask you, like, what's your favorite Metal Gear game? Metal Gear Solid game. In the beginning. Of 3? Remake? For Delta, yeah. It probably won't ask you that, so you can get, like, the, the Raiden mask, or the, what is it called? Ry- Rykonovich? Rykonov? Oh, oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. I was thinking about yeah. that before the stream of, yeah. it'll be fun to see what Rykov looks like in this remake. I don't know. Like, probably more weird. Well, he'll probably look more realistic, but it's like, oh, that's what Raiden looks like in 4K. Or, that's what Raiden would look like on modern consoles. That's just going to be kind of a fun, interesting experiment. Speaking yeah. of faces, um, what do you guys think of Snake's face? I, I'm fine with it. There, I know Night. I think Nitrid came out and said it doesn't look like Snake to him. It just looks like generic white action man. I think I agree with that. Like until I oh. hear the voice, until uh, but. I have to hear the voice. Like, it, for s- something about it, just seems different. I, I I can't describe what it is, but it just doesn't necessarily seem like him. But if I hear the voice, there probably is that connection. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, that's Snake. But I don't know. Right now, I'm in this weird boat. Like, I just look at him and I'm like, we oh, we can't. know it's going to be David Hader's voice. They probably right. did themselves a disservice not having like a David Hader line slapped in there. Um. Kept you waiting or something. Kept you waiting, huh? Would have been the the easy win. Um, You're not wrong. He looks leaner or just ever so slightly different. But then it's also like the resolution's a lot different, right? Like this has to be a higher resolution than Metal Gear Solid Five, right? Yeah, or the um, oh, was it the Pachinko? Or yeah, and yeah. They and made, and there are yeah. people who really hate the way the Pachinko one looks, but I thought I I had no problem with it. I thought it looked great. Uh, people have been very critical, but the thing is, is like when you make a Metal Gear Solid game on different hardware, more advanced hardware, you got a lot more pixels to play with. You got a lot more facial animation to play with. Right. And it's inherently always going to look different. In Metal Gear Solid 1, his face was just motionless pixels that would just kind of nod up and down as he talked. Then when Metal Gear Solid 2 came out, I remember it just felt like someone pulled his face out of that blurriness. and was like, oh, he looks good. Yeah, he didn't have eyes in 1. Yeah. And then he just had, like, dark shadow underneath his, like, you know, bandana. And it was like, oh, okay, there's eyes in there, I guess. Um, And each time they've made a game, it's usually been on more advanced hardware, where his face has become more and more and more defined. And we've always cut it slack because Kojima was at the helm. Now Kojima's not at the helm, and we're starting starting to question things. If Kojima was the producer on this thing, or Kojima came back and said, I want to direct a remake to 3, and Konami said, yeah. Would people be having the, the discussions about his face? I, I don't know. You're, you're probably right, because I think I would just, you know, consider it 
Yeah, I would just say I, I, I have my trust and... in, in Kojima, but he's right, gone yeah. now. So it's like, do I trust this corporation that's just trying to make a buck here? You know, did they animate his face right? And that's why it would be helpful if they had like little production videos where it's like, oh yeah, here's what we did. We, um, the 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 solid snake face geometry through the games has always been, you know, upgraded and and, and uh, you know more resolution, more pixels, and it's always been the, but it's always been the same geometric shape, and we were very faithful to that, and and look, uh, like, we've taken a, a video and, like, put them side by side, and we're blurring them in and out of each other, and we can tell you it's the exact same geometry, like, it would just be helpful to hear some of these things. I'm sure someone out there can do it. I'm sure someone out there can position uh, Venom Snake's Venom Snake's face or or Big Boss's face from Ground Zeroes, which was on PlayStation 4, and kind of morph it into the, like, basically one fucking angle that we have of Naked Snake's face from this remake. And, and see, like, roughly if the nose and the eyes and the mouth and the chin, the jawline are roughly at the same place. I, I'm challenging someone out there to do this that has video editing skills. No, I so think you someone snap a screenshot of Big Boss's face from Metal Gear Solid Five, which was the newest hardware snake face we have from Kojima, and compare that to what we have in the Delta trailer and see if it lines up pretty well. If you fade the images in and out, and his eyes are too far apart, or his nose is too long, and his eyes are too close together, or his mouth isn't the right distance from his nose, then I don't know. I'll definitely be a little more critical of it. But so until someone... we see some kind of an analysis video comparing the two, um, at the moment, I thought it looked okay. I mean, to it me... Is... Go, go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to keep uh, ranting. Well, I mean, it's, I think someone did do that. Uh, they took Venom's face, put it over, I guess, we'll call him Delta Snake. Um and immediately people were already complaining because like the one side of the face that they used, it was the mud covered side. So it wasn't a fair comparison. And But when I saw that cut, it definitely does look more like snake. I mean, it, it I'd be looking at facial geometry. It's like, okay, his face is covered in mud, but like the jawline, does the jawline line up with the mouth? Does the jawline and the mouth line up with the bottom of the nose? Does it, it, it look fine? It looked fine. Yeah, it looked fine, and that's why I was like, I just got to hear the voice, and I'm sure it'll just click, and I'll be... Oh, yeah. Once you hear the voice, and they yeah. animate the facial expressions to right. match that yeah. voice that you recognize, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, I, 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 I'm sure the characters will look better than we've ever seen them look before. I mean, it's it's PlayStation 5 hardware. We've never seen Metal Gear Solid game on PlayStation 5 hardware yet. And again, too, the original game is on PlayStation 2. At the time, the graphics were mind-blowing to us. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I remember back in the day, it was like, okay, we've rendered the games in HD. Even though I think the PlayStation 2 could only handle standard definition. And we were all, we were all playing the games on standard definition CRT televisions. And that was a big deal. It was like, okay, they've, they've rendered the graphics in HD... Um, and they've animated it in HD and they, all that stuff. Um, it's just we're playing it on standard definition hardware. And and I, I, you know that's that's the way to do it. To 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 
the source code and when you make the things it's in a higher um you know quality than what the final product will will be playable on for for the average consumer you know if they said oh yeah we're, we're metal gear solid delta we're doing the graphics in 8k resolution that would be a good thing right i mean granted consumer grade tvs right now are only 4k and i think the the playstation 5 can only do 4k but if they're animating it in in like higher quality and higher resolution but you know and that that kind of future proofs it too when they did the hd mm. collection on the playstation 3 they were able to do that because the games were designed in hd it's just they weren't presented in hd based on modern standards hd is like the old standard that's the standard from the 2000s we're now in a 4k um resolution era where we expect to buy home video format in 4k or buy it digitally in 4k or play our video games in 4k so i i, I don't know it's got to be better i mean you go back and look, you look at metal gear solid 3 and eva's face is a little blocky and so is the boss's face and so is volgan's face it's it's not what you expect in a modern game so whatever they decide the rights holders I, I would find it hard to believe that I'd look at a beautifully animated face and say, that doesn't look like Eva. Eh, that doesn't look like Eva to me. Or that doesn't look like the end to me. I, I I don't know. They would have to really have screwed up the faces. <laughs> like like when they do a remake of, of a movie or, or, or something or miscast a role, like when they had Benedict Cumberbatch playing Khan in Star Trek Into Darkness, was like, no, that's not Khan's face. That's all I have to say about that. I mean, you're probably right with the the whole animation or facial animation stuff. Like once once you actually see that happening, um, it, it'll it'll be fine. It'll be you know, it'll probably yeah, be fine. But we don't really have naked. anything to criticize. I mean, the, the camera panned through the delta and it, you know, or, or you know the the tree roots that look like a delta symbol, and it panned in on this kind of generic action hero looking face that was kind of kind of snake looking, and then it just panned up, and we didn't see him really express or emote or talk. So. I don't know. We don't have a lot to go on right now. Like I said, if I was looking at the comparison video, I'd be looking at very specific things like, you know, does, does the outermost edge of the eyes on a horizontal plane, does it match the bottom of the nose? Does it match where the mouth is located? Right. The, the lips, does the very end of the lips, does it match like, you know, are the ears too high or do they match like where the eyes are to where it comes down on the nose? Is the jawline the same? I'd be looking at features like that and going, well pretty close um and it's clearly a higher resolution it's got to be snake's face snake's face has been a constantly evolving thing you know as metal gear fans i mean we, we had those diagrams where it's like this is what snake looked like in metal gear on msx and this is what it looked like on metal gear 2 and so on and so forth mm -hmm. here's him through each of the metal gear solid games and it's just like graphics get better and better and better and as they do snake's face is kind of taking this particular shape where he's got these kind of sharp facial features kind of like hugh jackman or something you know where he's got a very defined chin line and a very prominent nose and he's got like a good brow for his bandana to sit upon and it's like right above his eye line i, th I thought it was okay you know, it's just it. The thing is, is we don't have much to go on yet. We got a little teaser yeah. trailer, which I don't think represents. I don't know. Do you think any of the assets of the game are actually in that trailer? It's got to be right. They would have to pull. They would have to have worked on the remake 
pulled the assets from the remake to put this trailer together, right? Otherwise, you end up in an Aliens Colonial Marine situation where you've created a trailer that doesn't represent the graphics in the game. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be probably within the engine, like mm-hmm. what they did with uh, Resident Evil 2 when they had the same um, kind of trailer when it, like when they released that, um, I don't know if you guys were watching, but though it started like on a rat. He's crawling through boxes and stuff, and then it... I think that's what they were yeah. referring to on, yeah. Yeah, so th- that, it's exactly the same thing. Um, so I think, I think part of it's within the engine, but I, I don't know. Again, I don't know how to make games. I, I'm hoping it's whatever it is. It's close, and we don't get. I find it hard to believe that they have two separate teams, and it's like, okay, you yeah. guys, you're, you're not, you have nothing to do with the development of the video game. Just put some cool trailer together. What you mean, like we're gonna animate the character models and decide what they look like? Like it's almost gonna be a reveal to the audience, right? It would have to be the game assets pulled and used to create a trailer. Okay, there's the three asset for Snake, and now we're gonna make a trailer where we're flying through. The, the, the palm tree assets and the jungle tree assets and, and the water assets and the, um, you know, that's the parrot <laughs> that you see in the game asset. And just put together a, a trailer that doesn't really reveal anything other than that we, we got a remake on the way. Um, I think it'll be okay. Also, uh, I, it's... Naked Snake is supposed to be young. He's supposed to be kind of a green rookie, almost. Even though he's on the Cobra unit and the boss trained him and he's a badass. Like, I know David Hayter said in interviews, he said, yeah, you know, I, I thought Naked Snake was, you know, it's big boss toward the beginning of his career. And I thought I'd play him a little more naive than he played Solid Snake, who was sort of a grizzled vet already, who had already been on missions like this before. So, yeah, I kind of expect to see kind of a baby face Naked Snake. Of course, you can have mud on a baby face, but <laughs> we just we, we just don't have a good look yet. Um, I, I, I'm sure in the coming months there will be screenshots and the official trailer will drop at some point and we'll have more more to discuss. But right now, I, I, I'd be real interested to see that comparison video because I know I, what I would be looking for spe- very specifically. Um, well, they, they probably made him look good for the initial trailer because that's probably like our first look as Naked Snakes, maybe like whatever beginning of the mission but oh, sure. he's also gonna get like beat to hell and his face pounded in and shot at which will resemble later on big boss yeah so you can like make him make him make him handsome because we're gonna mess that face up real good in this game <laughs> my favorite part i was on the man the first time i played that game i was on the edge of my seat mm-hmm. and they're like carve his eye out i'm like oh shit this is how it happens the boss is gonna fucking knife his eyeball out that's how you make a prequel, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. If you listeners out there work in Hollywood and you're ever assigned to make a prequel, that's how you do it. That's how you create tension. <laughs> you take a character who's got an eye patch and then you threaten, like, how did he lose that eyeball? And you, you, you toy with the audience a little bit. That's how you do it. How you don't do it is I have the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> that's Ugh. the wrong way to do it. I didn't think we were going to go there. Sorry. We're, we're, let's, <laughs> somebody else, please take over the conversation. I'm, gonna, away from pre- I'm, cu- I'm curious that, like, you know, in the beginning of the game, we see um, Major Tom, or Major, Major Zero, I forgot where he starts his name with, Major Tom. Um, we don't see everyone else within, like, the 
gameplay footage. We usually just see like the, their stills or like their pictures through the radio conversations. So I'm wondering, like, are we going to see them again? Like the rest of the team, like like Sigant and Paramedic, do we see them? Or is it just going to be like, like I said before, those radio conversations are just going to be like seamless and right into the game where you're not going through a separate screen. That's a good question. I mean, uh, the way they did it in the game made you feel like you were trapped in the jungle setting. I think if they kept kept cutting back to the cargo plane mm -hmm. with like Major Zero and Paramedic and Sigint like at the computer terminals or whatever, I think it would take you out of the survival jungle setting. Yeah. I think it was a stylist, you know, and again, too, it probably saved on memory and data and all that stuff and freed it up for other areas of the game. I think we're still going to be looking at their file folders and file pictures and stuff. Okay. I mean, think about when the um, Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes came out. I was like, oh, I, I wonder if they'll do the, the codex scenes like they did in Metal Gear Solid 2. And much mm. to my pleasant surprise, they stuck with those original um, Shinkawa illustrations mm. for the faces. And I, 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 this is all speculation on our parts, but I think we're going to see, I mean, sure, the, 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 the pictures of you know, Major Zero. It's going to be the updated mm -hmm. 3D render of his face, but it's still going to be like, it's still going to emulate that. I think we're still going to see black and white photos that we can cycle yeah. through that like sound like they're in a file folder that we're flipping through. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just a stylistic choice that you have to stick with. Yeah, because you still have to like keep it somewhat grounded like of it, its it, time. It adds to the flavor of the game if you remove yeah. that. The, the, these, uh, you know, uh, like character profile photographs, it just kind of it messes with the flavor of the game. It, it, it's kind of like the argument for those uh, ar ar that archival footage is, you know, you're mm. kind of just removing the flavor of the game if you're getting rid of these stock footage clips of the Mercury astronauts or V2 rockets ticking off or, or whatever, they, you know, JFK talking. It's just kind of part of the flavor of capturing a period in time. And when you start pulling that stuff out, it, it no longer feels like it. If throughout the entire game, like you're looking at your perfectly rendered snake model and it's cutting back and forth during the conversation between the jungle setting and the airplane, I I I, I think it would disrupt things. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you got to think... put yourself in the character's mindset. Like when you send John Rambo on a mission, I mean, well, this is a bad example because in the movies they cut back and forth <laughs> in the radio <laughs> in the radio conversations, but you want to be in that stuck in that jungle setting. And you want to be viewing the entire story through Naked Snake's perspective. And you're stuck in that jungle with Naked Snake. And I thought it was brilliant what they did when they did Metal Gear Solid 3, where like before we saw as far back as Metal Gear 1 and Metal Gear 2, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2, we saw Snake's picture and we saw the other character's picture and they sort of would talk at each other. And then suddenly we're playing this retro game where it just shows this like silhouette of you like kneeling and then the radio frequency thing over your silhouette and then you're just looking at like these black and white file folder pictures of the other members of your team mm -hmm. really like captures this like awesome like 1960s uh you know just technology of the era you wouldn't be talking on some kind of a video screen codec you'd be talking on like yeah. a radio frequency and you'd be out there in the jungle all alone with nothing but their voices to comfort you I doubt Naked Snake has their photographs on him because that would compromise the team <laughs> if he's caught. <laughs> right. But it 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 captures it just captures a, a, a flavor. It's it's kind of the stuff in the menu isn't actually there. It's just kind of like mm -hmm. 
you could almost view it like the CIA agents a few weeks later, like listening to the recordings of the mission and <laughs> looking through file folders to to just see who was talking. I don't know. It's it's very. Um, I'm not sure the word I'm looking for. It's kind of like when Ferris Bueller stops in the middle of the movie and talks to the camera. <laughs> it's like that's not actually happening in the story. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> As, I mean, pretty much like covered like anything we could have possibly covered in regards to like a trailer. Yeah, yeah. this isn't as long winded as our normal conversations, Johnny. How are we going to keep this going until 4 a.m.? It's not that late for sweet. me. Yeah, where, where are you at? Are, are, are you in Pacific Standard Time? Yeah, I'm in California. Awesome. I'm so jealous. I wish I was in California. Just in general or for... <laughs> ah, just seems like a... I don't know. Seems like a fun place to be. I'm in Texas. It's hotter than hell here. No, oh, well, I mean, I'm in the valley, so it's it's hot here too, but it's... Yeah, but you you have like a beautiful Pacific Ocean close by. No, see, it's not all it's not all coastline. It's... <laughs> yeah. All right, the I'll take your is... word for it, Valley Boy. Yeah, the valley is... is... It's hot. I mean, it was 116 last time, or last summer. Well, I, I know the Valley is the setting of the Karate Kid movies, isn't it? I think so. I think, I think so, too. It's the All-Valley Tournament? They're talking about yeah. the Valley, right? Yeah. Right. I don't know. 80s stuff in Valley Talk. I know. I love the 80s. If I had a time machine, boys, that's where I'd be. What, you'd be like, what, five? Just hanging out? Yeah, I, well, I mean, you know, I, I would be five in the 80s. I mean, hopefully when I take my time machine back there, I'm 38. Right, right. Oh, I want to invest in Apple stock and then I'm do nothing the rest of my life. Oh, God. That and Starbucks. And Starbucks, yeah. I just Google? That sounds like a good investment. I'll invest in Google. Just, just, that's what I would do with the time machine. It would be real, real evil. I would just get so rich that I could just stay in my house and do nothing and not mess up the timeline. People are probably getting tired of hearing me say this, but the, the one thing I, yeah. I, I'm hoping for in the remake is that the little picture of Metal Gear D on, on, on Gr Granny Gorky's design documents. I, I hope they have that picture at a higher resolution because I'd really love to see it in the game files. No, that's the historical footage they have to remove. No, no, that's not. Yeah. That's not historic footage. See, they'll replace that with some chart or some newspaper article, and then you'll be like, all right, that's, probably, that's, that's your line. And you're, they'll you're, probably you're replace no it with Stahilanthropus, is what they'll do. Yeah. And go. then I, I'm going to be so excited to get to that point in the game where I have to press the X button so I don't like fall mm. over and trip and hit my head on his desk. <laughs> and then the design document that like I'm, I've been so eagerly awaiting for will be Stahilanthropus or Zeke or something. And I'll go, son of a bitch. I'll, I'll yell from the top of the hills. People will know that Metal Gear D has got to Gorky's lab and he's not happy about it. Or what Fuckers. if it's not there? What if it's not there at all? What, what are you going to do? That that was the route I pursued. Mm. What, I started really thinking about it. I'm like, hey, wait, these Pachinko machines are a remake of the entire game. So what do they do in Gorky's lab when you're looking at the design documents and they have the Metal Gear D design document? Is Can I get a higher resolution picture there? And then someone informed me, Gorky's lab is completely cut from the pachinko machine. Oh, no. I said, son of a bitch! That sucks. Oh. If the game is called Metal Gear, and that scene is the only reason you'd call the game Metal Gear, 
solid three. Without that scene, it's just Shagohad. When Snake is sneaking through like the scientist labs and everything, he's going to stick out even more like a sore thumb because all the scientists are going to be like, you're way too handsome to be one of us. You Who are you? scientists can be handsome? No, they can't. Did you, did you not watch Gilgan's Island? The professor was a very handsome man, and I'm pretty sure that was like he, the 1960s. The, the rare outlier. No. That's why he was at the island. They needed to get rid of him. Like two hands. Literally one Banish seventh him. of the people <laughs> on the island were handsome professors. That's pretty good odds, man. Pretty good odds. The action button to like do this to your glasses. Two sevenths of the people on the island were millionaires. They that gotta... island probably has the best statistics of any nation in the world. They have to correct it. He cannot be wearing a bandana in his scientist uniform. Like, come on. No, that I, looks that's weird. quite charming, actually. Actually, uh, Apache posted a really cool video re recently. Did you guys see that? Mm -mm. Where he was talking about, like, the scientists won't recognize you if you run through the area in a cardboard box. Oh, right. The gameplay wants you to be in the scientist outfit and for them to go, hey, wait a minute, I don't recognize you. But if you run through there in a box, they don't see it as at all. Which is like the they're box. not trained to see boxes. <laughs> that was such oh, a cool wow. little. I'm constantly learning these most fascinating things about these games I've been playing 20 years and never even thought. It never occurred to me to put the box on and run through the lab because clearly the game wants you to put on the the, the, the scientist mask, mm -hmm. which I guess is just glasses and a lab coat. It's just glasses and lab coat. Yeah, with his like uniform underneath. Guys, I'm happy to talk longer. Do you mind if I step sure. away for just a moment? Yeah, go ahead. Go do your thing. Johnny, you can hijack the conversation, and then when I come back, you're talking just something completely We're off. Talk, yeah, random stuff. Off the wall something bonkers. I'll be, I'll be back in just a minute, ladies and gentlemen. But Johnny and, and, and Lenny, you're in good hands. Oh, he just disappeared. Oh, he just, like, I thought he was going to like, switch his video off and be like, whoop, gone. But, I mean... Right now, I'm looking at Twitter, and Metal Gear's trending. Before, that used to be a little concerning. Now, it's like, oh, probably because all this good stuff is happening. Yeah, now it feels good. Yeah, but before, it used to be like, oh, no. What person who's trying to say, hey, I have insider information, but if you give me 10 bucks, I may say it on my stream. Right. And I'm like, no, go away. It's like, what the hell? That is, you're scamming people. It's a lot of like. Well, I got nice. a question. Yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, so this stuff is coming out on, uh, I think it's PS5, Xbox, S, and Steam, X, right? whatever it is. And then Steam. Um, yeah. It, are, are both of them coming out on Steam? Are all those same consoles? and. I imagine they are going to be coming out all on like what they were showing with Delta. It was like, like you said, it was PS5, Xbox series xs and steam because you're gonna have to make your money back and you just make it available on all platforms right right that's how it should be yeah so it should be good like especially for like the masters ones like you can you know if you have steam you put on your steam deck and play it on the go yeah there portable you go. so that that make it that make it fun be like the new uh ps vita or something at least have some portable yeah, well, which... I guess port uh, PSP. You know, you have some. Yeah, the PlayStation Portable. No, the Vita was also portable, but now they're doing that stupid thing where it's like, it's like remote play. It in a sense it doesn't but... work. Yeah, no. 
I, I, I got the remote. You can already do remote play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's for just for whatever reason, it doesn't, it's not as seamless. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess the technology is not really there, even though they say it is. Um, there's always like a delay or latency or something. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm not the biggest fan of that, but I, I he just popped just right popped back. Up. <laughs> what are we so talking about? Quick. I don't know. Like we're a talking... magic trick. Here. Yeah, we're just I got my like cookies. The... I got my alcohol. I'm ready what for some more. It? The Masters Collection. Like, I'm pretty sure it's they're all going to be like PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, S, and Steam. Like, same with the Delta game. Like, it's all available modern platforms at the time. Oh, the, the Volume 1 collection? Yeah. That's sort of what I caught wind of on online. Like at first, it sort of seemed like maybe it was a PlayStation Five exclusive, but very quickly it seemed mm -hmm. like people were mentioning Xbox and and PC or something. Yeah, that I it wouldn't be exclusive to just the PlayStation. I was gonna say like for those games, like I think like the Switch could handle those kind of games too, but I don't. I can't imagine like Nintendo getting in it as well. Hard to say. I mean, people yeah. have pointed out to me that Nintendo has produced some some Metal Gear titles. Yeah, they don't take advantage of Metal Gear, Snakes Revenge, Ghost Babble. They had the the uh, Twin Snakes remake. Um, 3DS, 3DS. They the 3DS. they had the the Snake Eater on 3DS. Uh, the Metal Gear series has has been has had a history with Nintendo. I I think it would just be an issue of you know can can the um, would the ports look good enough on on a Switch. I don't know. I don't know I don't how know. powerful a switch is. I know Nintendo decided to go that route where they're like, we're not going to compete with them hardware-wise or graphic-wise. We're just going to make mm. fun games. So God, God only knows if. But again, too, these are old games that are just being ported. Yeah. Surely, Metal Gear Solid One, Two, and Three would run on a Switch just fine. I would have to sure. think so. I am not sure, 100%, because I don't know like the capabilities of the Switch. You know what I hate about the Switch? What's that? How fucking small the video games are. Did you lose some? Like, yeah. <laughs> I get that, like, technology is getting smaller and more high-tech. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, if you don't make a video game cartridge the size of a video game cartridge, I'm going to lose that thing. Now, maybe that's your business model, where I have to rebuy the same game twice in the same year because I can't find... The the, it's, it's the size of a memory card like in in a cell phone or, or a camera. If people still buy physical cameras anymore, like it's tiny. And Nintendo probably say you could download it digitally. Just do well, that way. Probably yeah. Well, like everybody else is doing, they're trying to steer people like digital. I hate it. Yeah, I know. I miss walking into Babbage's and buying my big box PC game. I miss it. I miss it so much. There's something to be said about that physical experience of tangibly going into a store and, and grabbing the box and flipping it around and looking at the back of it and reading. Something's been lost. I don't know. I know there's still video game outlets out there that are still selling uh, console games for the most part. Seems like computer games have really gone the way of digital almost mm -hmm. entirely. Um, something's been lost. I don't know. There used to be an artistry to the to the um, physical release format, like the instruction manual, the the CDs, right. the cover mm -hmm. art on them, like all the little flyers that came with it, the box art. 
it was all part of the package and it was special. I mean, with Metal Gear, you know, it's like check the back of the package for Meryl's mm -hmm. codec. Um, exactly. Check the manual for um, uh, the code in, in Metal Gear 2, um, the tap code or whatever. Um, yeah, th th those physical packages are definitely mm -hmm. like relevant to Metal Gear. Um, and now, you know, pivoting away from that, it's like, ah, oh, we're, we're losing that part of it. It fills me with warm nostalgia to actually yeah. have physical copies of, of movies and, and, and video games like in my office that I can just go over and grab. It's like a it's like a library of, of uh I'm pretty sure I, three yeah. I was say, I'm pretty sure three had like it, it showed you like a little comic book tutorial how to like use CQC. Yeah. I mean you guys may, may have hit on upon something. When they released this uh volume one collection, mm -hmm. we can almost guess exactly what screenshots they'll have to include on the back of the box right. based on the dialogue yeah. in the game. Yeah. We're going to have to have a screenshot of Meryl's Kodak frequency. Do they do that same gag in Metal Gear Solid 2 or 3? Is there anything to... along those lines? You... Well, for 2, it just shows Solid Snake in the back and you're surprised by Raiden. Which is completely lost now. Like, yeah. You would never capture that in the remake, and I don't think they should try. Like that—that that would be a case where I'd be like, "Okay, the 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 gig is up. <laughs> we yeah. know Raiden's the protagonist." So the, this this whole media blitz of showing us Solid Snake on the big shell, and then that being just a big con job—that's that's lost. Mm -hmm. um, and that's unfortunate because Kojima he really he makes it all part of the experience of a new game that he makes. The 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 hype leading up to release, uh, what he shows in the trailers, the specifics of how the game interacts with the hardware that it's initially released upon, and it sort of makes his games really difficult to kind of just port. I mean, sure, yeah. yeah, you can port Metal Gear Solid 1 to the PS5. Piece of cake. How do you get it to do some of that shit <laughs> that it's supposed to do? Psycho Man is not going to move that controller. No. Actually, that would be a fascinating question. It, it, Doug Stone, right? He's Psycho Mantis? Yeah. Yeah. Whoever's listening to this podcast, I, I know someone is going to be attending MGS Con. This would be a fantastic opportunity to ask the voice actors a, a, just a whole bunch of questions. Like, almost as a community, we need to decide what questions need to be asked to these voice actors at MGS Con. Someone needs to ask Doug Stone... Did they have re-record anything for this Master Collection Volume 1? They would had to have, right? Like a whole new list of video games that are on the PS5 or... Yeah. or Like, did they have you re-record something that kind of takes the place of, you know, move your controller port from port 1 to port 2? Anything like that. Have you had to re-record anything for either the re-released ports or specifically for the yeah. actors who are going to be in the remake? Did you re-record anything for the remake? I mean, it's got to be something because, like, there's mm -hmm. that part where if you if you're not figuring out the fight, the colonel will call you and tell you, like, you know, you have to do this. And for when I play the PC, he told me you got to use your keypad or the keyboard. So it's got to be something. The actor that played the colonel, it's not. I'm sorry, it's not coming to oh, me immediately. Paul he Iding? was scheduled to come, and I, I, he had to pull out, didn't he? Yeah. Oh man, that's a shame. I would ask him that. Uh, yeah. 
fans need to compile a list of questions before MGSCon so we know exactly what to ask these voice actors about these upcoming releases. I, I, and I'm just curious. Like, literally, mm -hmm. like, they might all just say no, we, we haven't had to record anything to all these questions, but at least it, it would answer some questions we have. It's probably I'm, gonna, I'm just kind of curious. It's probably going to be, like, the, the questions that you could already think of. Like, someone's going to ask, like, uh, Debbie Me West, like, Oh, how did it feel to like you know end up with Diarrhea Boy at the end for your story for your character and for like Lori Allen? They're gonna be like, did you feel like you gave birth at, at Normandy to Ocelot? Did did you know you you were the mother? Did Guys, he know, does he know that you're his mom? Listeners out there, stuff these like are that. voice actors. They're paid money to read lines in a script <laughs> and perform them. Don't ask them questions about how they felt when their character did this or their character did that. Yeah. Those aren't the kinds of questions. Most of them don't even play the games other than maybe David Hayter. Well, like, yeah. they, they probably don't even remember half the story. Like, we, we all know the stories better than they do. And we can all make our own inferences about how the character must have felt in this moment because it's there in the script. I mean, we can see it. What um, we need to be asking yeah. these voice actors is production questions. We need to be asking them, hey, did they did they have you come in to re-loop anything or re-record anything for the upcoming releases? I mean they'll probably That's be the type of questions NDA. you ask the actors. They'll probably be under NDA. Yeah. Not say anything. It won't be bad it won't be as probably as bad as Disney where they have a, a sniper nearby. Uh yeah, you're right. I, actors under an NDA can act kind of funky sometimes where they're like, well, I can't confirm or deny anything. And then when the product comes out, it's like, why did they give that as the answer? They're, they're, clearly, they did nothing for this, this re-release. Or it's probably like, you know, like they they did it and, you know. Well, they're probably under an NDA. They're probably under NDAs just based on the fact that they're going to get another paycheck for mm -hmm. the uh, Master Collection. And they're probably going to get another paycheck for their archival dialogue being used in the remake of 3. And they're probably under NDA not to say anything to the fans before the, the video game company gets a chance to announce the games. Mm -hmm. They can't just have the voice actors running around going, hey, I got a paycheck for a remake of three before it's officially announced. Okay, it's been announced now. The only other reason they'd be under an NDA is 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 if they actually have some kind of a further involvement, right? So probably. there could be more, you know more stipulations to the NDA or maybe multiple. I, I'm not quite sure how that works, but listeners, give it a shot. Ask some of these voice actors what they know and what they've, what they've had to re-record, if anything. I'm curious. There, there's specific things that they would need to address. D Doug Stone in particular, Psycho Mantis, that would be mm -hmm. the, that would be the one I'd be most curious about. Someone's probably going to ask him like, did you, did you wear a gas mask while you're recording? Actually, that's not a bad question. <laughs> No, don't waste time like that. No, 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 Johnny. That's a good question because it's oh, like, God. did he just record into a microphone and then they muffled the audio to convey that he's in a gas mask? Because there are some actors, keep in mind, mm -hmm. there are actors in movies who have to loop their dialogue like the character is drowning or being waterboarded. And the only way for voice actors to do that is to take a cup, a, a styrofoam cup of water yeah. and tilt their head back and pour the, the styrofoam cup of water into their mouth as they're like, delivering their lines in the sound booth. Doug Stone could have worn a gas mask. <laughs> oh, wait, Johnny's back in the recording. <laughs> oh, now we're back. I got kicked out. <laughs> I must have gotten kicked out. Like, Because you guys froze, then everything just went to hell. I got news for you, Johnny. We didn't freeze. You froze. <laughs> oh, shit. 
We've been talking this whole time. Probably like. Meanwhile, you were doing this pose when you froze. This. <laughs> uh, so, what did you want me to ask? <laughs> I don't even remember what we're talking about. Was something that you handling the women I, on the, there? I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell them when I when I when I land there. I'm like, just give me all the voice talent. I'll take care of all of them. Johnny, that's too much responsibility. Come on, man. You can't usher like seven people around yourself. I'm what gonna... if they get swarmed by a mob and you're the one that has to fight Metal Gear fans off? Yeah, I didn't think about that. Just just hand out one person and like pick a, pick a cool one. Pick the boss. I, mean, I, I plan on like taking them all and let's go on the shuttle bus real quick. Yep, this is definitely the way to the convention. Yep, follow me. And just kidnap the whole crew. Just pull up to the dispensary. We're all gonna get high. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, oh johnny uh, lenny and i were talking he, he's actually gonna mm. take off man oh yep no problem yeah i'm getting texts wondering what's going on yeah 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 no no problem thanks for coming on lenny yeah thanks for having me again um i was telling metal gear do you, uh this is this has been fun i enjoy this we should do this more i know we just rambled mm. for three hours and didn't really say anything of value to you listeners out there but this was fun. When there's real information out there, more information, we should do this again. Hell, Johnny, yeah, after MGS Con, we should we should do another one and, and mm. just ask you a whole bunch of questions about your experiences. There you go. There you go. Follow yeah. up. Follow up for you. You should keep a diary oh, okay. at MGS Con. Like a like a captain's log. You could record on your phone. Nine fifteen a.m. Escorted Donna Burke to stage to mm -hmm. sing Snake Eater. I was gonna. I'm gonna put like 9:30 a.m. Slipped, uh, blah blah blah, an edible. Wanted to see results. 10:13 a.m. Went to the urinal and forgot to turn off, turn off Metal Gear D. Probably that might happen. <laughs> okay. All right, Lenny. We better let you go, man. You you got a fiance, which means you you you. Uh... You gotta be on better behavior than Johnny and I. <laughs> <laughs> Means I got I got a boss to answer to. Yes. That means. Jo Johnny and I are probably gonna chat for a little. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Well, yeah, thanks again for having me. Um, we'll have to catch up again uh, again after you get back from MGS Con. That'd be fun. Oh yeah, most yeah. definitely. So yeah, until then, I'll see you guys around. See you, Lenny. Take it easy, Lenny. <laughs>